All right, so you and I just recorded a Patreon-exclusive episode about Halloween Ends, right? And, we did. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just kind of got me thinking more about Michael Myers and the entire lore, the character and all that jazz. And here's something that I was okay. thinking about. Now, last week, whenever we were talking about Halloween Kills, we talked about the various different outfits and stuff that Michael could have donned, right? Instead right. of the mechanics jumpsuit from the mechanics that he killed. Could have done anything. Yep. So initially I had one question, and then that led to another possibility that I would like to explore here. So... Michael Myers, whether we're talking about in 78 or in 2018, he gets out of Smith's Grove. He finds mm-hmm. the first available killable mechanic right. and um, kills him, takes the jumpsuit. Uh-huh. Question number one, did he take his drawers too? <laughs> or is he just <laughs> flapping around his, uh, his his Myers meat sack inside of that Yeah, because when he escaped Smith's Grove, he was just wearing that like fucking gown thing thing. yeah uh yeah so he was probably with his dick and balls out yeah under that i would assume (laughs) yeah so this whole time he's bait and tackle just flopping but i I feel like michael probably doesn't care if he stinks right so like he probably didn't take the underwear like taking the underwear would be like a conscious like oh i don't want my my overalls to get all stinky (laughs) (laughs) while i'm doing all this murdering i guess you know but here's another possibility let's say maybe that he was so literal that he's like i must take this man's clothes this is what he's wearing i'm going to become his identity or he has some crazy thought where he's like i have to wear what this guy's wearing Mm -hmm. what if that morning as that mechanic was leaving the house maybe his old lady was just like hey I heard about something kind of naughty we should try out sometime. Maybe you wear my my, my drawers to work today. <laughs> and he's like really into it. He's like, hell yeah. Yeah. And it's like some kind of like a lacy, it's like a pink lacy thong kind of scenario. Yeah. And Michael is just like, I guess this is it. Yeah. So I got, I mean, I gotta, cause I'm, you know, I guess pretending to be this mechanic. <laughs> And, like, maybe as the mechanic is, like, dying and, you know, Mike is starting to, like, peel the jumpsuit off of him, as the guy bleeds out, he's, like, his last thought on Earth is, like, oh, my God, he's going to see the underwear. (laughs) (laughs) His wife hears that he died. She's, like, oh, fuck, they're going to see the underwear. (laughs) They're going to talk about this in the paper. God damn it. They're going to hear about this at church. It was going to be so hot. Now it's just embarrassing. But then what if the mechanics like really turned on by Michael Myers finding it? Yeah, that like that last moment he starts to get a boner. <laughs> like, oh, Mike it. pulls the jumpsuit off and then you have this little moment where he like I think Mike stands back and he does like that Doberman head lean over the yeah, tilt like, like hmm? a boner. <laughs> but why? <laughs> and hey, maybe that's what gave him this whole idea to go on this killing spree. He's like, people like it when I do this to him. <laughs> I'm being kind. <laughs> Just the most ill-fated boner of all time inspired <laughs> all the terror that was wreaked on Haddonfield over decades, wow. I guess. Yeah, I mean, that makes... That really does change things now that I think about it. <laughs> oh my god, dude. We're just over here painting better lore than the writers of the, of the new <laughs> Halloween series could ever dream right. up on the newest installment of Dead and Lovely. Here with those is the most. It's me, your good buddy... Uncle Ben. And me, Hollywood Steve. And we are here today to be talking about 
the night of Le Demons. Yeah. From <laughs> the night it, of Le Demons. Yeah, yep. the night of the the demons, it's called. Mm-hmm. Of Le, the Le Demons, of course. <laughs> 1988, yeah, man, what a year, right? What a year, what a yeah. year, banner year. I was four years old, mm-hmm. um, probably Chilling. in a, a sandbox or something like that. Maybe a turtle pool at this point. Could have been turtle pooling. I don't know. Turtle pooling. Oh man, the turtle pool. Think about how small those are, like now when you do see them, right? Yeah. But like yeah. as a kid, when you're that small, you're like, "Fuck, this is rad. This is my pool. This uh-huh. is fucking sick, dude." <laughs> turtle pool. And uh, if you want to get straight onto the movie review discussion and stop all the uh, Michael Myers boner talk and all that jazz, <laughs> there's a timestamp for you in the podcast description. Although I don't know why you'd want to miss out on all I the good stuff we have. Also, to I'm gonna guarantee I'm just gonna bring up Michael Myers boner talk when we're talking about the movie, so you can't skip it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then what are you doing? <laughs> oh, I was trying to get away from this one star review on Apple Podcasts. Tried to get away from boner talk. Kept putting it in. Oh no! Now I'm talking about boners. <laughs> I got a one star. My own one star review, which makes it a five star. So I think it does. It wraps yeah. back around. Yeah, yep. yeah. So thanks for your review. Give us some more reviews on Apple Podcasts. God damn it! I need yeah, more and the good ones, the five star ones. I need those. I need to feel mm-hmm. good about myself. So please go in there and do that for us if you're a dead and lovely listener. Uh, dude, it has been a, a a crazy week, man. I kind of can't believe yeah. it's already podcast in time again. It has flown by. I kind of can't believe it's already like a week and a half away from Halloween. What the fuck? Dude, uh, let me tell you about how fast time is flying. Um, we haven't talked about this on the podcast, but uh, Emily and I are moving to portland quitters yankees carpetbaggers get out Quitters, yankees and carpetbaggers all of uh, them. emily got a job offer there that's uh was a really good offer and we're, we're moving to portland so my past um month has been kind of chaotic and uh we're, we're actually flying out to portland this week um actually Two days from now when we're recording. So if you're listening to this podcast, like we're prepping to go to Portland. We're going to go see some some houses and stuff. And I have been so fucking busy setting up appointments for viewings and shit and, and getting plane tickets and rental cars and, and all this shit. I haven't even thought about the fact Halloween is happening. Shit. Good. Good you've been busy. I'll tell you what. <laughs> we've had our UT Vols here just putting out a fucking masher of a season you're like it's not good enough for me i'm going god damn that was for you okay i mean listen i know we got a ton of listeners who don't give a shit about college football but that ut alabama game was fucking something like it was amazing stress fest 9000 it was so fucking great man Uh, knoxville i'm shocked is not burnt to the ground after the celebrations for sure it was huge dude it was massive yeah yeah, and I, I guarantee it was loud as hell downtown. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I know they ain't got no damn UT Vols out there on that Yankee West Coast you're going to, so That's whatever. That's true. They do not have the University of Tennessee Vols. Um, it's weird that other states didn't have their own. Like, just, you know, <laughs> state of Oregon, we'll start our own University of Tennessee. Mm-hmm. What do they got in Portland? Is it the Portlandy handouts? The Portlandy handies, they're called? Is that what they call them? Huh? What Just a I bunch wish. of liberals I mean, up there? Huh? You know, the thing is that, that uh, the the rent 
difference between there and here is not that big a difference. Um, but it would be nice if it, if it was even cheaper. Uh, it's, it's not, man, moving in general is stressful as fuck, right? Like it's, it's the, the most worst. stressful shit. I hate it. Yeah. It's yeah. awful. And, and, and yeah, we're, yeah, it's, it's a lot. Cause we, we've never been to Portland. It's just like when we moved to LA and we had no idea, you know, about anything. Except uh, when we did that, we could afford to just kind of bum around and and whatnot until we we figured out where we wanted to live. Now we just need we need a house when we get there. Like it, it mm-hmm. has to be ready and prepared and you know all all figured out um, because Emily starts her job like four days after we get there. Oof, that's gonna be tight, so, man. It, it sucks. I hate it. So stressful. I yeah. I I don't. Ugh, I have not figured out. So, hey, uh, I know we have listeners who live in Portland. I, you know, I, I doubt we'll have any time to hang out when we're out there this week. But if you know of any three, two to three bedroom houses that are for rent that allow dogs, message me, please. Let me know. I will look at it. We are mm. fucking mm-hmm. trying to get a house. So, it's it's been stressful. But I know that your week uh, probably way worse. Not good. If you listen yeah. to our Halloween ends uh, minisode that me and Kate did, you you guys probably already know that Kate and I lost our, our dog Zora last Thursday. The worst. I love that. Um. Letter. Yeah. Yeah. It's just fucking terrible, man. Uh, unexpected. Unexpected. I, I don't want to get into the entirely gory details. Yeah. Um, and just relive all that stuff on the air, but it was not something that we were prepared for. Yeah. Um, unexpected. She's ten and a half years old, <sighs> big old dummy. Lived with us out in the country. Moved with us to the city. Uh, endured <laughs> her her older brother Attila, who came before <laughs> her. That was just a authoritarian, just a little dictator of a dog. And then yeah. uh, spent the last year and a half with Turkey. Her little sidekick who couldn't have been more different than her first uh, dog companion yeah. in the house because he's just a, a little dopey dipshit of a dog. Yeah, but, <laughs> but just always good to everybody around here, man. And we're going to definitely fucking miss her. I really yeah. appreciate everybody who's reached out. I've had so fucking many people in my my DMs and inbox and everything yeah. else. Just like, even, you know, just people's been like, hey, man, sorry. Like, I don't know what to say other than that. But yeah, that, it I shows mean, that, that is people it, are thinking right? of it and that they, yeah. they sympathize. And that really does mean a lot to me and Kate. So yeah, um, it's helped to have you guys as a support system. Definitely fucking sucks. Pet your dogs, man. I'm telling yeah. you. Like, Seriously. Again, not, not to get too grim, but... Like somebody yeah. put it to me a while back where they said like dogs are good until they aren't. Um, dogs will put up like you know the the strongest face and stuff to keep their families happy, yeah. keep the pack happy, and it's everything. It's really true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, with with Zora, it was it was literally overnight, literally overnight. Ugh. Things were okay, then they weren't. So, especially if you have a pet that's upwards in their years and stuff, just fucking pat them on the head and give them a scratch and fucking cherish every moment that you have with them. Uh, I know. I, again, not to be too negative, but it might change sooner than you think it That was my will. response to finding out about this. I mean, I had already been because uh, I, I spend literally every single day with Salem because I, oh, I yeah. work from home. Uh, we're just leaving her for four days to go to Portland. And I was already like so stressed about that. And then this, and I was just like, God damn it. I am hugging my dog every second that I can. Like yep, it, it yep, is. Yep. Yeah. Cause you're right. It, it, it it's it literally just a tragedy where there's no, there's nothing to say except it fucking sucks. 
It, it fucking really sucks, fucking man. sucks. Yeah. It does. It does. But again, appreciate all you guys reaching out and stuff. It really does mean uh, a ton to us, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, she was great. I I, I love Zora. Like she she was like such a goober. So I I will miss her like crazy, man. That's everybody loved her, man. Everybody yeah. loved that dog. So. Yeah. But yeah, you know what can you do? What have you been doing to distract yourself? Um, as much as we can. I mean, honestly, yeah. like it, it's just been one of those things where we we kind of took the weekend just to kind of kind of mope and recover and be sad yeah. about it and just figure out you know new rhythm of life and all that. Which of course we're still working on. You don't figure that yeah. out overnight. Yeah. That UT game was definitely a blast. Like that was definitely yeah. the kind of focus that I needed just to tune into something good and fun and exciting. Uh, that was great. Uh, but we've had time to watch a few things. I think we've been kind of burying ourselves in some TV time here lately. So we watched a couple things to kind of keep our mind off of stuff. Like I said, we did Halloween Ends. Uh, mm-hmm. We got the mini set yep. on that one. And yep. we got Good a Patreon episode with you and me yep. talking about it. So uh, be yeah. sure to check us out over on a Patreon page. That's the one, man. Other than that, dude, we watched that uh, that Marvel Werewolf by Night. Yeah. Thing. Awesome. What'd that you was think? pretty cool, man. It is. I enjoyed it? Yeah. it. Like seriously, Marvel, more of that, more of just these one-offs, these cool little stories of like things in the Marvel universe that don't necessarily affect every other fucking thing. You're not gonna yeah. have to watch this to understand other stuff. Just give us those little solo stories. It's fun. You should definitely watch She-Hulk. It has. I've been that, hearing, man. Yeah, it has that same vibe where yeah, it's connected to some other stuff, but you don't need to know all that to mm-hmm. to watch it. I, I think they're they are I, as far as I, I read that they do have plans for more Marvel specials like that where cool. they do one off stories. Um, I mean, you know, obviously though they are part of the MCU, so the this was I think supposed to kind of connect to the Blade movie they had planned that they've now delayed. Oh, they have. Yeah, oh. well, I think that because it was also supposed to be connected to morbius i think maybe because Ooh. morbius failed so hard they yeah. might be retooling stuff not sure exactly what's going on with it but might be for the better okay yeah yeah but anyway yeah i yeah werewolf by night loved it uh gael garcia bernal that guy's awesome. great mm-hmm. i love awesome. seeing man thing in there too he yes, was fucking right? awesome like, Dude, talk about I, characters I never thought I would get to see on screen. Exactly, man thing. And again, don't want to don't want to ruin anything because uh, it's relatively new. Go go watch it. Go watch it on Disney yeah. Plus. Like, man thing in it was one of the things things that like immediately just endeared it to me. Um, and it, you know the black and white, the way it you know kind of does the Universal Monsters thing. Love and stuff. that. Yeah, that's all cool. Real yeah, cool. totally cool, man. So I enjoyed that a lot. Good Halloween watch, too. It's only like 50-something minutes, so yeah, mm-hmm. doesn't take all night. We watched The Gate the other night, which is uh, just <laughs> Steven one Dorf. of the best. Fuck- yeah, fucking Steven Dorff, 80s back. classics. Dude, it's, yeah, it's so fucking 80s, and it's so fun, and the effects are so cool, dude. <laughs> we'll have to do it on the show. I know it's, it's one you've been pushing for for a long time. And yeah, I think maybe it's always just been that it wasn't really streaming anywhere, but now it's on Shutter. So I did uh, make the unfortunate. Um, I, I did unfortunately forget that there is a high amount of dead dog in that movie. So that was uh, some bad timing there. Oh, I know. But yikes. the rest of it's all just so fun and stupid that it it brought the mood up. So that was a good oh, okay. watch for sure. Good. Um, and definitely, hey, feel good watch of the year. We've been watching that Dahmer series about halfway through that. <laughs> Woo! Feeling great. Dude, I just pour myself a, a full cup of vodka, 
pop some halcyons and just sink into the couch while I watch Jesus. that thing. Yeah. Wow. Okay, I'll say, How like, we talked about it on the show a couple weeks ago where we're like, you know, before I'd watched it, I was like, I don't really know because I heard they didn't really get the victim's family's permission to make this and stuff. I will say it isn't being very, like, true crime fetishy as far as, like, showing... Mm-hmm. the really grisly shit like the butchery and the, the cannibalism yeah. up close and um, well we've not really gotten to the cannibal parts yet so I can't say to that we're only about halfway through it but oh, okay. they've not really been just like reveling in the blood and guts and the horror of it all so I think it's been fairly respectful okay. I, I, of course I can only say that as someone who doesn't have family that was killed by Jeff right. Dahmer so <laughs> yeah, what do I know good point <laughs> But I don't think it's been very, yeah, fetishy about all the, the gore and sadistic shit. Oh, that's good. I mean, Emily, Emily watched it. She hasn't uh, told me anything about it except that she liked it. So I, I, I am going to check it out. Yeah, it's definitely worth a watch. So we're enjoying that one. Uh, we'll definitely finish that, I'd say, within the week. Cool. Anything else? Nah, that's it for me. What have you been on? Oh, man. I've, I've seen a lot of movies this week. Um, really getting into the trying to watch a horror movie a day type of thing because it's it's around halloween and um boy i'll tell you there are a lot of good horror movies out there that like i've seen and i think like oh i like it and then every time i watch it i'm like man that's fucking great yeah but from beyond is so good i've never seen it and i don't know why i'm blowing it you are yeah 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 you got you got to get on from beyond it's so good i mean it's it's everything you would like. And honestly, watching it this time, I was like, this might be the best Hellraiser movie. No shit, really. <laughs> it kind of has a Hellraiser vibe in some ways. Um, and, and if it were a Hellraiser movie, it'd be like, yeah, no, this this is the best one, I think. This is my favorite one at the very least. Well, heck. Okay, yeah. well, now I definitely need to watch it then. Is it on Shudder or anything right now? Oh, I can't remember what it was on, but uh, it, it is available it is. somewhere. Yeah, probably Shudder. Okay, I need to yeah. check it out. That's one of those ones I, I've just never gotten to, and I don't yeah. know why. I know Barbara that like Crampton, the uh, fucking yeah, Crampton's awesome. in there. Yeah, the effects are real sick too, right? Yeah, they're so good, man. It is, dude. It's so good. Every time I watch it, I just am reminded like I don't talk about this movie enough. I don't tell people enough how great this fucking movie is. So hmm. good. All right, I need to check it out, man. Put it on my yeah. to watch list. Um, another uh, late eighties movie. That uh, I actually don't think I had seen The Fly 2, the sequel to The Fly. Never seen it. Okay, well, here's the thing. Um, it's fine. Like, it, it's, 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 uh, it's got good effects. Story's completely comprehensible, but, you know, moves at a good pace. It's a fine horror movie. It is hated. <laughs> it is a yeah. hated movie. Um, and watching it. You could easily be like, wait, why, you know, why would people hate this? But then also it's, you know, it's kind of like if somebody made, uh, like hereditary two and it wasn't mm. Ari Aster. Yeah. You can get kind of why the horror audience was like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Cronenberg's completely masterful movie that doesn't need a sequel. You're making a sequel to without Cronenberg. I'm just um, saying, though, if anybody's listening that is currently in production on Hereditary 2, please call it Hereditary with, like, the number two in the title. <laughs> like, have some fun with it. Hereditary. Hereditary. You know? Hereditary. It's fun. Yeah. 
but it's it's fine. I mean, it's um, I'm not gonna claim it's like an amazing movie, but I enjoyed it. I had a fun time with it, and the effects were really good. Like the fly creature, fucking great, real good. Mm, all so right. all right, I recommend checking it out, especially like you know if you've always just had this uh, bias to it, because you know, understandably, I get it shouldn't exist necessarily as a as a sequel to the Cronenberg movie, but. It does, and it's it's good. So check it out. All right, I have to scope that one out, man. Um, another one I watched that I have seen before, um, and and got a little perspective on Terrifier, Art the Clown. Um, I I don't really like the movie. I, I remember I, when I watched I it when it came out. I, I didn't really get into it. It was just like, yeah, it felt like a lot of just shock violence, not really a lot of story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I, the guy who plays Art the Clown, fucking awesome. He's great. His physicality is great. Yeah, yeah. He's amazing. I. The thing is, watching it a second time, I get why people love it. One, um, it's shot extremely well. Like okay. you can you can see things. It's lit. Um, the, there, there's like color variations. It's made by a director. It's made by like somebody who has a vision. Um, it's amazing that those are things that are like qualifiers these exactly. days. Exactly. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they did exactly. good. I like, see, I guess I could see first, what was happening. <laughs> right. The first time watching it through, I guess I had like still lived in that spoiled perspective where I didn't realize we kind of lost that. <laughs> Mm -hmm, like and now seeing it it's like oh i see why people like this because it has vision it has it has like a perspective it is an artist's idea brought to life um so i like it more but i still as you said i it doesn't it doesn't have the things i'm necessarily looking for in a movie but i am interested to see the sequel especially just to see how you turn that into two and a half hours that's a lot of movie, dude. I don't know how. I don't know how you turn, especially that character who has so little development in that original movie right. other than looking well, kind of badass. How do you turn the, that to two and a half hours? The thing I found out that like I didn't know when I watched The Terrifier the first time is that this isn't the first Art the Clown movie. There's yeah, a, it was like a short or something, wasn't it? Well, there's like an anthology sort of movie that is just different stories with him in it. And then there's, yeah, there's also the Terrifier short. Like, hmm. it, it is it is a story, like watching the Terrifier to me is a story where it's like, it feels like it's in the middle of something. Totally, yeah. Like, yeah, we're brought into a world that already exists, which is a, you know, a good way to normally do it. But you still want to orient and it doesn't do a ton of orienting. So I do think I feel like that's on me because I didn't see the the stuff before it, it was put out there. So I'm I'm gonna try watching the stuff before and see if it makes me like the the Terrifier more because I do like the character. I like Art the Clown. Like that is the type of character that would fit very well with you know Jason, Freddy, Leatherface, etc. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, the movie itself just didn't do it for me. Um, I also watched a little movie called Hell House LLC. I had seen this before. It's um, one of these documentary style uh, found footage, what you call these. Um, except it kind of forgets what a documentary actually looks like. Oh, one of those. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like, if I was watching this documentary, I'd be like, 
What happened to the documentary? <laughs> that thing I was watching. Where'd it go? Yeah. Cause what documentary gives you an intro and then it's like, here's 45 minutes of footage. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> um, it, it has some good moments. It, it definitely, you know, it, I, I like found footage, but even liking found footage, they were, it was just the fact that they put it into the documentary style kind of made it dumb to me. Yeah. <laughs> and then it turns out it's a found footage movie inside a found footage movie. Ugh. Which is yeah, unlike, like, uh, unlike like, Lake Mungo, for example, that really felt like that is just yeah, a real documentary. Exactly. That yeah. Lake Mungo fucking ruined it for everybody else. Right. It really did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It fucking nailed it. It's, it's the best. Uh, yeah. So this, it's fine though. If you do, you know, if you like haunted haunted house, not like haunt a house that is haunted, but a house that is made up to scare people, uh, type of movies, Hell House LLC is okay. Uh, haunt is better. I think Haunt is the name of it. Fuck, I can't remember. There was one we watched one time on a screaming chat uh, that was a like a haunted house movie that was actually good. I, I remember enjoying it. But this one, yeah, just eh, to me. Okay, right on. So it sounds like a pass. Yeah, and then I also watched a movie called Rubber, which I'd seen before. This is, boy, this is like Zombievers to me, where like when I watch Zombievers, I'm just like, this is hilarious. And then other people are like, it's a bad movie. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Rubber, same thing. I think Rubber's hilarious. And then like most people I know hate it. It seems right up my alley, and I have somehow never seen this one either. It seems like it's a movie about a killer tire. Ben has already watched it. <laughs> well, and it's like also like meta, kind of. You know, I would say some might call it avant-garde at points, but it, it really is actually being meta about art itself. It it, it is. A, a movie that you could call pretentious but i think if you are paying attention to the movie the movie's making fun of the pretension um but it the thing is that the parts about the killer tire i have you could not i look at this and not see the tire as being so perfectly personified and turned into a killer without doing any non-tire shit hmm. <laughs> except that it does have psychic abilities <laughs> i mean how else will a tire kill anyone <laughs> oh yeah be reasonable here come on but the way like the directing and like the way they shoot it and like develop this sort of like you you get to see the tire learning to walk and it it feels like you're watching a baby learn to walk or you're like oh you almost got it <laughs> you can do a little tire you can do a little tire yeah i love rubber i think rubber's great um and then also we did the screaming chat as always watched a movie called dead dudes in the house that um, sounds dope it's the thing is like it, it it really like the title and then like a a poster i saw for it made it look like it was going to be much more fun and Carefree, almost like uh, uh, we we thought in the chat, it looked like it was going to be house party, but a horror movie. And I would love that. Kid and play yeah. in a horror. They should have made house party a horror. Movie. Like one of the sequels should have been 
haunted house party. Like that would have been awesome. Dude, that writes itself. Trademark exactly, Dead Love. Right? It's already right there. <laughs> and it would have been awesome. Um, haunted house party is a great title. Yeah. This this though is much more of uh apparently some twenty somethings got together bought a house to flip i don't know it's (laughs) (laughs) what i don't know it it just i was kind of bored though it did have good moments for sure Hmm. um then we watched a movie called death ship on shutter on sunday that also sounds awesome it sounds awesome and then it's not oh it's a problem yeah you gotta follow through on the awesome and the thing is, like, all the setup is interesting. It's a Nazi ship that's haunted or whatever. and like This sounds dope. And then it's just people seemingly dying by accident. <laughs> and then it's like, <laughs> the ship did it. <laughs> that is and, less interesting. And the thing is, the poster is a, a ship with a big mouth about to eat something. And I was like, that's what I want. I want a, I want a ship with a mouth. I want it to yeah. eat people. Like, that's what I want. I want a haunted ship that eats people. And if somebody makes it, I'd be happy to watch it. I'll tell you what, dude. You just got to become the change you want to see in the world. Yeah, you I need to write, write that fucking Yeah, movie. I need to write. The, what would it be called? <sighs> Death hmm. ship's already taken. So Let's see. Um, Hungry Hall, ship? Hall of Hell. Oh, uh, Hall of Hell. That's you know, pretty good. The Gates of Hall. Well, that sounds like a fantasy movie. The Kinda Gates does. of Hull. <laughs> but yeah, I, I definitely do need to write the sh- the haunted ship that develops a mouth to eat things. Make it a <laughs> cruise like, ship, too. Just guys. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's definitely got to be a cruise ship, so it's huge, so it can eat big things. Like, it eats yeah. an entire port or something. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. I'm ready for I that. I love it. So I'll it's Speed that. 2 Cruise Control, but it, a haunted. Ooh! <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, all this dang old chin wagon we're doing on this podcast got my my whistle just drier than uh, Ben Shapiro's penis. <laughs> How about that? What bone if he dry. has a really wet dick? What that's, if that's the deal, it? right? Yeah. And his doctor wife is like, yeah, no, that's normal. And dry <laughs> pussy is normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is how it works. This is how it works. She's an alien. The man is the moist one. <laughs> That's how I this works. I wish that was true. <laughs> Did you piss your pants? Nah, just really horny. Stern on. <laughs> I think it'd be awful. It'd look like that damn booger creature in Flight of the Navigator or something. <laughs> it'd be plum awful. You imagine trying to get anything done with that in your trousers? Come on. <laughs> Oh, you'd be, it'd be slipping and sliding around in there. <laughs> it'd be impossible to keep a rubber on. That'd be terrible. Oh, man. I don't <laughs> like that visual I've made for myself just now. It's real gross. I don't like that whatsoever. Yeah, they'd have to create well, a new condom for wet dick, I guess. <laughs> and again, that guy with the one-star review is like, back to boner talk again. And now Already I'm doing. five stars. <laughs> <laughs> they talked wet dick. Ten stars. Yeah. <laughs> I am one. Ten stars. <laughs> I am. That's all it says. That's the review. I am one. I Ten am one. stars. I like it. Um, I'm just going to drink beer about that, I suppose. I've got myself a just a good old refreshing Pacifico right here. Because you oh, know what? If you're too good for a, a Mexican lager... I'm too good for you, buckaroo. Honestly, yeah, that's true. Mexican lagers, fucking fuck, man. I mean, 
I'll always go for a Tecate, Dos Equis. Yeah. Any of those. And I don't yeah. get it, too, where, like, if you're going to a grocery store and you're picking up, like, a, a suitcase of butt wiper or something, it's not like a case of Pacifico or Tecate is, like, way more expensive than that. And the flavor no. is way better. It is. It is. You're still not going, like beer beer flavored like it's not like if you're a budweiser guy or whatever going to a tecate it's just like oh this tastes more good rather than more like beer uh which a lot of people are afraid of i know right yeah this just tastes like a good old refreshing ass beer it makes me want a sizzling plate of fajitas i'll tell you that i'd go for that then again, most things do, as you know. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> most ben things will always go want. for a sizzling plate of fajitas. Yeah, dude. I see a, 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 a smile on a child. I go, I could go for some sizzling fajitas right now. <laughs> His teeth the remind of me a of bird. the sizzle. <laughs> <laughs> His teeth remind me of the sizzle? I don't know. Maybe he's like blowing spit bubbles or something. I don't know. <laughs> really? I don't know about that, but I could go for some fajitas, so, you know. His cheeks looked like little flower tortillas. I could just stuff fajitas oh, in. Make, there we go, yeah. That's more like it, right? <laughs> he smelled like uh, crisped onions. Crisp? <laughs> what? <laughs> Who puts crisped onions in fajitas, Stephen? <laughs> we don't know what we're talking about. One no, star. not at all. Did not know enough about fajitas. <laughs> I'll tell you, Steve, I do know one thing, though, and I know that we watch Night of the La Demon. The La Demon. And I'll tell you what, it is a movie that is just full of a variety of topics, isn't it? There's many things in this movie. It's not just one (laughs) thing. That's true. No one would look at Night of the Demons and say, that's one thing. That's just the one thing. Didn't like it. It was just the one thing. It's many things. It is Legion, it is known as. So, So, uh, obviously, that means we (laughs) decided in the preview palace that we would do a potpourri of topics again. That's right. Why not? Fuck it. Welcome to the preview palace. (laughs) Potpourri edition. And uh, we just got a variety of just little topics we'd like to explore here for you guys related around... A Night of the Anne Demon. Mm -hmm. Now, Steve, one of the things about this movie that it features... Yeah. This got ourselves a hell of a good old goth dance scene. Yeah. Just a fucking mm-hmm. Bauhaus stigmata martyr. Holy yeah. shit. I uh I think that this is probably the most iconic dance scene in my mind as a child. Yeah. Something, something Even about more like it's... Return to the Living Dead, that's pretty iconic. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, you're right. You're right. That one definitely stuck with me more. <laughs> Less clothes. Yeah. Less clothes. This More one was longer, spot. though. Yeah. It's true. It's true. Yeah. It kind of got me wondering, man, like, what would be your goth dance tune of choice? If you're going to bust out a goth dance at a party, what tune are you busting it out to? Um, I think, and, and I don't know if this counts as goth or post-punk or whatever, but I feel like if I'm going to dance at a party in front of a bunch of goths, I'm going to have that DJ spin. Love, love will tear us apart. Ooh, a little Joy Division, huh? Yeah, Joy Division. That's right. Ooh, I can see the crossover there. I mean, it's dark and very fucking depressing. Yeah, it, like, I I, I know that Joy Division doesn't necessarily fit goth, but I think that song fits the goth aesthetic, and the goths are going to respect me for it. They're going to be like, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he didn't go with, like, something easy. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> He's what got depth you? to him. Yeah. What's your What's your goth dance song, dude? I'm gonna just get out a big ass beat to Lucretia, My Reflection by the Ooh. Sisters of Mercy. Ooh, going for it! Hell yeah! It's got a jamming ass bass line at the top uh-huh. of it, and then that guy comes in singing like. Some kind of fucking 30-foot skeleton that just came to life. <laughs> I hear the roar of the big machine. Yeah. Then he says something about hot metal and methadrine or some shit. It's a ridiculous <laughs> Obviously goth song. Of shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's fucking very fucking goth. Um, also, too long. I would probably get tired by the end of it, and everybody would certainly tire of it. Yeah. Uh, but it'd be cool. I, I think, like, uh, watching this again, I... Uh, noticed that maybe someone might think the dance scene is too long but it's i've seen this movie probably 25 30 times and i've never once thought it was too long <laughs> no <laughs> nope it's just so maybe right. the goths will be cool with it maybe could be man now i'll tell you they're having themselves just a big old dang halloween party aren't they they're having a a, a feast of sawin over here partying in this dang old mortuary house aren't uh-huh. they Uh huh. yeah they're getting down I noticed an absence of snacks at this place, though. What in the hell is a Halloween party without some snacks, Steve? Um, sounds to me like that's the type of party that deserves tricks. And that's mm, why yeah. things went the wrong way, probably. You're probably right. If they'd have brought yeah. some good old delicious treats, maybe none of this stuff would have ever happened to these poor teens. What you was could she be stealing in the store? <laughs> they had no snacks. <laughs> That's a good question. She, she was throwing a lot of stuff like, in a dang old pillar case, wasn't yeah, she? Yeah, she grabs like a whole thing of fucking uh, 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 napkins. It's like, what for? <laughs> Turlet paper, I guess. I don't oh, know. Oh, that makes sense, actually. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. That's a good question. What was she stealing all that no kind one of knows. stuff for? No one knows. I don't know. What is your essential Halloween party snack, Steve? You're, ho- you're hosting a big-ass party in the mortuary. What you yeah. feeding the boys in the mob, huh? Well, I mean, you know, you're obviously going to have uh, your varieties of, of chips and, and sodas and things. Everybody's got to be, uh, uh, you know, have, have whatever liquor they might want. Uh-huh. But I just feel like, and this is not just a Halloween party thing. But I'll I'll make it good and orange because it's a Halloween party. I feel like cheese dip, man. You got some oh, cheese dip and some tortilla chips. You you've uh, you've you've pleased everybody. I you feel win like. the party at that point, huh? Yeah. That's when you win the award. They bring out the big check. You won the party. Mm-hmm. And you can put it in like a cauldron or something so it looks Halloweeny. And then you know, uh, you, you know, uh, maybe add a little annatto or some turmeric or something. Get it orangey. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. You can make that work, man. So when you say a cheese dip, are you going with the good old classic redneck ass, which I adore, like a, like a Velveeta, a can of Rotel tomatoes and peppers and like, like some sausage in there? Because that's so good. <laughs> I feel like we've had this exact same conversation, maybe even about a Halloween party or something. I don't know. It's fine. But I, yeah, I, I, I um, do have a, a great cheese dip recipe that I make with American cheese. I don't use the Velveeta because um, mm-hmm. it's you're it's, talking like a deli American. Yeah, cheese. yeah, yeah. Because the Velveeta to me is plasticky, and and I get why people don't like it. But also, I the the dip you're talking about, I will tear that up. I'll Made with Velveeta, it. Rotel, yep. and sausage. Yes, totally. I will yep. eat every ounce of that. <laughs> so it's good, so good. 
What about you? What you going to bring to a I'm Halloween going party? Similarly, orange and cheesy. You know what? Our minds are kind of going in the same direction right here because okay. one of my party favorites, and it's got to be specific. Um, and I hope they still make them. I haven't had them in fucking years at this point. But dude, for whatever reason, back in our our hard partying days, it wasn't a party without a bag of Walmart Great Value brand cheese curls. Oh, now okay. it's like a Cheeto, yeah. but they were harder. They had more crunch to them, huh? Okay, and a better flavor, and they were like ninety nine cents. I do I got love, to have that shit. I do love investigating store brands because sometimes store brands are so much better. Sometimes um, they stomp, yeah. And I do love, I love a Cheeto. Are we talking the puff or the 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 crinkly whatever? The hard, is. craggy ones, yeah. The craggy ones, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm so good, man. Down. Yeah. There's a lot love of people them. that make a better Cheeto than Cheeto. Honestly, that's true. <laughs> it is true. I, you know, I've had some generic Cheetos and never been like this is worse. Like no. never once. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> so, Can't it's lose. It's easy to make a Cheeto. <laughs> that's an orange snack that you just don't want to be without. I'll tell you that, man. No, I agree. All right, Steve. Now, one thing in this movie, what happens is there are some people in here that are feeling the burn. You know what they I mean? They are. It's true. They're feeling the burn. That's the future the liberals want, Steve. They want people oh. burning, literally. Oh, in hell, yeah. Because they're yeah. killing the babies. Yeah. Uh-huh. On account yeah. of all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And enjoying yourself, having a good yeah. time. Like Jesus Why ain't seen it. He didn't have a good time on the cross. <laughs> I wish that sounded more like a conversation I haven't had. I know. I know. You know? It's scary. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> What's your most memorable torching in a movie? Your most memorable burning up yeah. in a flick? It happens sometimes. It does. It does. I mean, you know, there's a ton of, of really good ones. I think, you know, we've we've talked about them in the past when we've done movies with a good burn. But I think the one that I think of that maybe isn't as, like, long- as some of the other like long burns in horror, but has the most effect, the burning. Oh well, I mean it's so yeah. burny they named a movie after it. Exactly, even. yeah. Like it's it's like the the most important moment of the beginning of the movie. The movie's named after it. I mean, the fact that he was burned is why he's doing everything. So I feel like that that's a really good burn, though it is pretty short. It's not one of those like you know, uh, gosh, I can't remember the one of the longer burns. That's like. 30s. Elm Street's got a long burn. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I don't even know. Like a, a suggested. Time. I was gonna say thirty seconds, and I was like, is it longer than that? I don't know. Like, but yeah, there went some like good long burns. What about you? What what's iconic burning? Man, I initially did think about old Freddy Krueger getting all roasted in that, yeah. which was a, a record, a record-setting burn for yeah. many, many years. Mm-hmm. That guy went above and beyond getting torched. He was yeah, just he a did. regular old Johnny Blaze that character. <laughs> Man, I think one that I was just not expecting is that unexpected husband burned in uh, Hereditary. Oh, man. That one's great. Because it's not the effect that you're expecting it to have. She just throws that dang old book or whatever in that fire, and it's like, oops, lit my husband a (laughs) flom. Whoopsie. Whoops. (laughs) And the shot is so good, too. Oh, oh yeah, that's great. Yeah, and I just I hate when that happens. You know, when you accidentally set somebody on fire, like oh, this again. I mean, we're we're all used to doing it a couple times a week, but you know, 
When it gets yeah. into four, five, six, it's like, oh, Jesus. Who's got time for that, man? <laughs> Who's got time for that, man? Okay, here's a question I got for you. So, our man Stooge in this movie, right. who's he's, a great big piece man, of shit. He's <laughs> yeah, he's definitely not. <laughs> not my man. He's a man in this movie, yeah. Stooge, who absolutely sucks. Uh, he happens to bear a striking resemblance to half of classic... 80s WWF tag team the Nasty Boys and uh, <laughs> if you want photo evidence just Google Nasty, nasty Boys, Boys WWF yeah. you're gonna see it's like oh so there's Stooge and some other guy for sure yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just thinking that Stooge needs a tag team partner he needs a horror tag team partner to complete his persona who are you teaming him up with to take the tag team world championship belts <laughs> I don't know. Did the Nasty Boys ever win it? I remember the Nasty Boys always annoying me as a kid. The Nasty Boys just like seemed like guys that your dad was friends with. Right. Yeah, I, absolutely. That was it. Was that it, it yeah. just seemed like a bunch of the dudes that hung out with my mom's boyfriends and stuff. And it was just totally. Like, Ugh. Yeah. Like these guys were in the garage the other night with my dad. Like definitely. <laughs> For sure. yeah. Hitting rails. For sure. <laughs> For sure. So I think annoying prankster goes along well with uh with stooge here i'm gonna go with shelly from friday the 13th part three that makes perfect sense yeah yeah perfect gonna annoy sense. The that shit would be out a good me. tag team yeah they just they bother their opponents into submission is what it is <laughs> the opponents are just like oh fooey i'm out of here i quit so i don't have to be around you guys anymore this sucks <laughs> and the crowd Tapping just out. booze just boo <laughs> it's just constant booze but of course that's what you want so they're doing great <laughs> perfect what about you who do you think should be tagging up with Stooge? man okay one of my favorite things that would happen a lot back in the day is whenever like the the wwf or wcw would be kind of desperate to draw up like oh what's a what's a cool new tag team that might have some chemistry uh i don't know and they would just put like two wrestlers together that clearly had nothing in common at yep. all it'd be like yeah. farouk and the undertaker sure <laughs> like, what is yeah. the theme here they're just hanging out yeah <laughs> <laughs> but they'd kind of have to struggle their way through it and act like a team i always loved the awkwardness of those combinations yeah, so me too i'm gonna put him with uh with butterball from the hellraisers that dang old sterno bot <laughs> in there just a mismatch, you yeah. know? Yeah, you got Cenobite LL Cool J just hanging out in the <laughs> yeah. corner. <laughs> yeah, I love it. yeah, I love it. Yeah, I love it. Let's go for it, you know? Now, this flick right here holds that near and dear title of being one of those great-ass 80s punk rock flicks, but of course, yeah. it's not the only one. We got a, a host of actually surprisingly great punk rock horror flicks. Do you have anything yeah. that comes to mind if I ask you what your favorite one would be? I mean, um, I think probably Return of the Living Dead. I mean, that's the probably. one, right? Like the one, though, uh, to get out of the 80s, uh, Green Room is probably the most accurate to... That's my choice. Yeah, yeah. Green Room is is my choice, man. I love Return of the Living Dead, but I mean, hell, Green Room, it's like, it's about a band. It can't yeah. get more punk rock yeah. than that, right? Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, fucking Return of the Living Dead. I mean, you get Linnea Quigley dancing up there on that, uh, uh, whatever it was, grave, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention to what she was standing on. Uh, <laughs> Something, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, but all the characters have that, like, punk aesthetic going on. And, like, you you know, I um, this movie has, uh, what, Stooge, I would say, is punk. And then you got goth 
Angela, and I'm guessing uh, Suzanne is somewhere in between like punk goth, like she's doing some sort of pastel goth thing or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, we never really see her out of costume. Like she's in her costume the whole movie, so we never really know what her her nine to five look is. Right. So I, I think yeah, Return of the Living Dead is just all of the all the characters are punk. So that's like a super punk awesome movie. Yeah. Fuck yeah, man. Hey, speaking of Linnea Quigley. Yeah. She just puts a dang lipstick in her boob in this, huh? <laughs> she sure does. Just take a tube of lipstick and push it right into her nipple. Just right into the boob. Now, mm-hmm. you know, I've never been a lady. I'm no expert on women's anatomy. I can tell you that. Yeah. But if I had a boob, I'd be putting stuff in it all the time, I think. Okay. Okay. So what, what, what do you type think you thing? put in a boob? What kind, What would you stick yeah. in a boob if you had one around? I, and I'm wondering, like, okay, so, like... Is the space limited to the size of the boob? Or is it like an impossible pocket? Right. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. That's a good question. Because if it's limited to the size of the boob, um, and I'm going to guess I've got some some big honkers, I'm going to carry my phone in there. Oh, yeah? So you're putting that thing? Yeah. Well, I like to walk around in my underwear, and it's like, where do you put your phone? I try Mm, putting it that little like front flap, but then it's like, well, what if I... You know, what my wang's knocking against? Now I got wang sweat all over. Eh, you know, whatever. And of course, like your dick is put super moist all the time. Yeah, so that could like, get moisture on the phone. Talking about, I got a wet dick. So yeah, it could be a problem, man. You're gonna mess up your electronics if you do that. Yeah, but I guess you're gonna need a big honking boob for that, because you know, it's like, it's you know, it's not gonna take up a lot of space going outward, but going in. I feel like how are you gonna finagle it? Does it have to go through the nipple? Does the I was gonna say stretch? yeah like, that that's something that I was kind of thinking of is like is the object limited to the diameter of the areola? Right. Yeah. So what? I mean, what would you put in there? Damn. So now, honestly, all these questions that we have 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 got me kind of wondering. <laughs> um, I think for myself, you know what? I'm gonna put a three millimeter. Allen wrench in that boob at all times. Now, okay. anybody's listening that's a guitar player, they already know why. If you need to make some quick adjustments to your Floyd Rose double locking tremolo, you're yeah. going to need that three millimeter Allen wrench at all times. And I can't okay. tell you how many times I've been stranded out there without a boob, much less without a boob with a three millimeter Allen wrench in it that I could retrieve <laughs> to adjust my tremolo. Yeah. You're going to need that. I can imagine just, you know, because you, you're you hang out with other guitar players that tremolo emergencies come up a lot. So if you did have that in your, in your titty that you could just re- like, no worries. Oh, you need to adjust your tremolo. Gotcha. Boom. Got it. Well, that was also kind of a learning experience for me because, you know, playing in my, my eighties hair metal tribute band, uh, skank banger, uh-huh. you know, we started playing out and, it's pretty frequent occurrence that somebody in the crowd, uh, some lady will lift her shirt and show the band her boobs and stuff. It's a rock and roll uh-huh. tradition. Yeah. A tale as old as time. Yep. But I had to keep telling them in the crowd being like, no, it's fine. My tremolo is fine. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't you, need adjustment. Yeah. You thought they were like, hey, look, I got you in case your tremolo needs some adjustment. I brought the three millimeter Allen wrench it's in, in case here. you need it. And I'm like, am I out of tune? Am I out of tune? Is that why you're telling me that? (laughs) And they're like, what? I told the guys about it. They're like, no, they're just showing you the boobs. I was like, oh. Yeah. Oh. Like, hey, here, here. These are nice. Check them out. Oh. 
That's nice too, I suppose. That's not they're trying is, to help. It is nice, but also though, if one of them, if one of them like just wrote honor boob, th- th- this is also to indicate that I have a three millimeter Allen wrench, just in case, <laughs> just in case. Yeah, but all, that also is important there because it's like here's boobs, but for for sure, there's if your tremolo needs adjustment, I got you. <laughs> 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 so you know this movie also carries on the long-standing tradition of Linnea Quigley being in it and showing her boobs. She just yeah, uh, she sure it's does a tradition. That. Uh-huh. It's That's just best. something that she does. Thank you, Linnea Quigley, for your service. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure that this was somebody's first boob that they ever remember seeing. Somebody was oh, watching this yeah. and like, oh yes, my first boob. It mm-hmm. was a Linnea Quigley boob in Night of the La Demons. Steve, <laughs> what's your earliest boob? That you seen in memory? The earliest boob I seen in memory. Well, okay. So, I... Okay, because I, I was never, like, limited in what I viewed. So, I guarantee I saw boob in movies before I could possibly remember. So, I'm just going to go with my earliest uh, IRL boob memory. IRL <laughs> boob, okay. IRL boob. Uh, and it was when I was in sixth grade and I was at the skate rink in Morristown. Twilight skating friend. rink. Hell yeah. Yeah. Twilight skating rink, uh, with my friend Ashley Evans. And, uh, he got this, uh, seventh grade girl, uh, who was like wanting to show her boobs to him. <laughs> I don't guess something I want to show you. All right. I don't know what this. I don't know what the situation was, but she was like, "Gonna show the boobs," and he was like, "Show them to my man Steve." (laughs) Steve probably wants to check him out. She was like, "Okay," Uh, and I was like, "IRL boob." Um, (laughs) So that was my that was my most memorable. Uh, IRL boob experience. What, what, what's your like earliest boob experience? I guess, man. You know, they, we had a lot of times around the homeschool house where we just have days with uh, with myself, my brother, and my mom. Uh, my dad either off at work or just doing his thing. But it'd just be the three of us, and sometimes mom would just have to get creative thinking about, like, well, it's a rainy day. These boys are inside. I got to do something creative here to keep them from, you know, probably destroying the house, as we would have done, given the opportunity. So uh, we spent some days doing stuff like cutting up pictures from old magazines and making, like, collages and shit like that. Right. Uh, Which I enjoy, you know, rainy day. It's fun. Creative activity. Pretty cool. Absolutely. Also pretty cool when you're flipping through your mom's like photography magazines because she's oh. in photography before she had kids. Uh-oh. And uh, there's some some artful nudes in there. Oh. I'm sure that she did not remember that or else she would never have put that in front of us. But like I remember flipping through one of those photo magazines and being like, whoa, this woman's got a single titty out. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> that's the look, huh. too. I mean, the one the titty look. out. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, so that's what's under there. Huh. <laughs> that's it what about that yeah that's the thing and then you and put it in your collage uh, you know what yeah dead center mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I made my collage about the boob <laughs> your mom's staring at it like wait what what is that in the middle there is that an eye i mean uh, i'll tell you though it must have made an impact because i've been a fan ever since yeah you know that's the thing about boobs they make an impact and that's why i just like to see a single one out not a pair <laughs> just the one. two's too many 
Yeah, I, I get disoriented. I can't focus on it. <laughs> Makes sense. Your but eyes you get the just one start out. going all over the place. Oh, oh my god! god. Yeah, but you get the one out. You can you can focus on that one. I forgot to mention we're cartoon characters. <laughs> get over here and shake one out, baby. Sometimes I say that. Shake one out. <laughs> yeah, shake one out. You know. Oh Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what we got next? <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> speaking of uh, speaking of activities, man, you know these people are choosing to to spend their Halloween having a dang old past life seance experience. Uh, now, as an on again, off again, sometimes we were really conservative, and other times we weren't. My uh, uh, my household sometimes celebrated Halloween, a lot of times didn't. So. Right. Uh, I never really got to do any crazy big like Halloween parties or anything as a kid. Did you ever have some fun like seance experience stuff um, at like a Halloween party as a kid? Yeah, I, I well, I mean, it wasn't, you know, the the uh, seance. It was a light as a feather, stiff as a board attempt. Ooh. Um, how'd it go? <laughs> even even after choosing like the the thinnest person there, we just didn't have enough people for it to work i mean because it can work you just you have enough people that you all don't recognize you're doing it um but no it, it was it was one of those things where it was like we had seen the craft i think maybe so it was i guess i was like 14 ish or 15 maybe sick and we were like let's try it see if it works um boy it didn't <laughs> i was trying to i remember pushing like fuck like just really trying with four <laughs> fingers you know not working <laughs> damn that's too bad i was hoping that one worked yeah i also remember getting uh i've talked about this before um that i got i got a ouija bur- board a ouija bird uh, a ouija board <laughs> i want to for... see a ouija bird now it's just like yeah. <laughs> a bird flying around with like the alphabet on it see yeah. you later or it Come just back flies. Here, bird. It, every every time it lands, it's near a letter. So you can like, <laughs> if you follow that bird, you can put together a message. Uh, <laughs> I remember getting it, and and uh, as I've said before, I got it, took it home, tried to use it. Nothing happened, you know, because nothing happens. Uh, and <laughs> no. then take, taking it back to Kmart and getting my money back. <laughs> Sick, I said dude. it didn't work. I think I was like eight. <laughs> I had gotten it for my my birthday, and I just took it back. And I was like, "It didn't work." <laughs> the manager's <laughs> like, "Okay." <laughs> you summoned your receipt from your pocket and got your money back. Huh? Yep. <laughs> Here you go. That's about all it did. Yeah. Huh. You never had well. any of those crazy sort of things going on, did you? No, I mean, yeah. d- definitely been around probably some experiences with the Holy Ghost. It's probably about the only oh, ghost yeah. I've ever summoned up. Yeah. The Holy Ghost. He's you spooky. Know? I tell you what, man. I, and honestly, that kind of leads me into my my next one here. I was going to ask you about this movie's got some prayer in it, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. His, his daddy taught him to pray real good. Yeah, he's really, he's got those expert prayers. Yeah, he's real good at it. Uh huh. As opposed to being like really bad at it. I don't yeah. Know. How does that work? Uh, <laughs> I'll t- all right. Here's bad prayer. You ready? Okay. Uh, sup, Jesus? Uh, I don't know. Fucking uh, give me some good stuff. Peace, bro. That's probably a bad oh, one. And uh, Jimmy, dude, like fucking kick that guy's ass, man. Yeah, he he's the worst. He oh, sucks. my gosh. Also, hey, could you get my girlfriend to give up the blowjobs? 
Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. What if that's the only prayer that does work? <laughs> what if that was the one? What, what if Jesus is Jesus is up in heaven wearing a backwards baseball cap covering his I got eyebrows? You, bro. He's got, I got a you. lip ring. <laughs> <laughs> drinking a monster energy drink. He's drinking a monster way. energy drink, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bro, let's hook it up, man. Yeah. <laughs> best prayers steve what you got yeah best prayers oh man well that one uh, you know what uh the one in force gump the uh, little girl jenny says it's real sad kind of yeah Please memorable God, though obviously so i can fly far 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 away from here mm, mm, mm-hmm. pretty good one yeah, mm-hmm. real sad anyway Going for the sad one yeah what do you got I'm thinking of a real life story of a uh, of a fellow that when you summoning up the Holy Ghost, we were over at we were over at his house. Oh boy, dude, this is just some conservative fucking growing up in the '80s and '90s shit, man. Uh huh. But we had some friends that went to like a not like snake handling kind of church, but like Pentecostal, yeah. like definitely speaking in tongues and jumping up and down and running around kind of church, you know. But by the way, in case anyone doesn't know. We're from the area where the snake handlers come from. Oh yeah, from. Like, oh yeah. We're uh, we're Hamlin related County to and Jefferson County, right next to Green County, or not Green County? Fucking, um, it's Newport, right? Yeah, whatever that is. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're yeah, right there. Fuck. We're at the heart right of that there. shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we were at their house for like I don't know dinner or something or another. And as my mom and my brother and I were about to leave. You know, it's like everybody's at the door and stuff, and it's like, okay, well, hey, uh, before you go, can we say a prayer for you guys? Like, let's pray before you leave. And, uh, dude, like, uh, held my mom's hands kind of out in front of him and started praying. And at first it was kind of normal stuff, and then it just kind of turned into this, like, really mumbly, like, not not quite like Ubabakanda, but, like, definitely some... (laughs) non-english yeah some supposed speaking in tongues yeah and uh not kidding 40 minutes later we were allowed to leave fucking christ (laughs) i mean i think he might have said that steve (laughs) yeah well 40 minutes it was real awkward dude (laughs) it was really strange i remember every single like my my cousins and my sister and my brother and i all uh joked because every single uh, Christmas, my great grandmother would lead a prayer before we we had the the meal, and it got longer every single year. And we started <laughs> to have like a a, a grandma uh, prayer bingo, where it was like, okay, at one point she's gonna cry, at another Ooh. point, yeah, at another point she's definitely going to pray for Timmy, who was her. Uh, grand uh, son who was in Germany in the Air Force, um, and every and he could never come home for Christmas, and she would cry every single time about Timmy. <laughs> and Oof. Like, <laughs> and it we, sounds not festive. Yeah, we also we would we would guess on like how long it would go, just like the the actual length of it. <laughs> like, will it go <laughs> ten minutes this year? Is it gonna make it? <laughs> <laughs> oh man that sounds awful <laughs> it was i loved my great-grandmother so much sweetest lady in the world she loved wcw wrestling she loved sting um hated by the way hated the hollywood blondes Ooh, not having them, hated huh? them yeah 
Um, <laughs> but anyway, she 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 was the the coolest lady in the world. Loved baseball, but every, the one thing that we all dreaded every single year was god damn it grandma's gonna pray at christmas and it's gonna be forever <laughs> did i ever tell you about the uh the last prayer i ever gave over the the, the dinner no. table <laughs> let's hear it oh, oh i'm dude. excited <laughs> so there was a year a couple of years ago i think it was i think it was a thanksgiving if i'm not mistaken but we were over at uh my mom and and stepdad's place for you know whatever thanksgiving dinner mm. and um yeah, they're they're still they're still religious. Uh, obviously, we are not. And Kate and I are sitting next to each other, and it's like, okay, so you know, who wants to say the blessing before dinner? Kate, would you like to say grace before we eat? And, uh, and my wife, she's like, no, no, no. like, uh, uh-uh, that'd be totally wrong. I'm not religious at all. No, yeah. Uh, which of course my mom loved, and uh, passes the buck to me, and she's like, all right, Ben, uh, lead us in grace. So I'm like, oh, all Father Odin. <laughs> Everybody's holding hands and stuff, too. Oh, no. All Father Odin, please let your justice fly like your mighty spear, Gungnir, and <laughs> saddle us upon thy great steed, thy eight legged steed, Sleipnir. <laughs> and just start like busting out all this like Odin lore. I think there's stuff about Hugin and Munin in there. Of like, course. What Something about the giving up his eye for wisdom and what a great <laughs> sacrifice that was. It went on for a while. Did your mom love it? No, 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 no. No, uh-uh, no. that was understand. definitely lost on the crowd. Yeah, That's I didn't strange. read the room really right there. It was definitely very cold. Thank you for that. And then I was never asked again. Well, so it worked. Your it prayers worked. were answered. <laughs> the prayer that was answered. Honestly, yeah, it the was. The one-time prayer definitely worked. <laughs> and your worked. mom was like, you can't do it anymore. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You're That's exactly powerful. what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> that's Dude. true i just i just proved the effectiveness of it so well there we go oh man <laughs> so you can try that that does work okay all right if i ever <laughs> i haven't been asked to pray for any reason and oh god i can't i can't even think of the last time i know the last time that it happened it was after i had stopped being religious but my my mom and my grandmother didn't know yet and they like asked me to say the blessing i think it was at thanksgiving and i did i just did it i just did you know i was just nice and did it through the motions Mm -hmm. yeah and then after i was like oh yeah i need to tell them (laughs) so that (laughs) doesn't happen again yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing dude that's fucking funny well i think that's uh that's quite a potpourri of topics we've covered here steve there was a lot of pot in that puree I'll tell you what, there was many things inside of that potpourri of topics, uh, but now it is time to, for one, remind you guys of the upcoming Dead and Lovely Hangout, our oh, second it's annual. So soon. I hope it's not as cold as it is right now when it happens, because it uh, got yeah. cold today. This is a this is just a cold front. It's supposed to be back up in, you know, highs of low 70s in a, in a week, so hopefully, yeah, beginning of November, it's it's not just freezing cold. Uh, like yeah. it is right now, but no kidding, man. We will be because I mean, we will be outside, and that's the plan at least right now. Is It'd to be meet, a cool, yeah. Meet at Merchants of Beer here in Knoxville on the November the fourth, Friday. Uh, we'll be meeting there. I would say, um, 
that afterwards will will be traveling to some other places. I'm still determining exactly where we're we're gonna go because there are COVID outbreaks happening right now. So I want to make sure that we're outside and minimized uh, inside as much as possible. So yeah. Lot but of, we're gonna have a good time. Have like patio heaters. Yeah, and stuff yeah, we'll too, be fine. So. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll definitely be fine. So uh, it's gonna be a good time. And uh, uh, head on down here. I'm, I'm telling you, if you come on Thursday, like uh, like last year, we will be hanging out. We'll probably uh, get a drink on Market Square, uh, get a little food. There's all sorts of, of options down here in in Knoxville. And then uh, Friday day, we will do uh, a little bit of hanging out before the meetup. If you're already here, so. Yeah. Just let us know. You can always message me on the Facebook or, you know, email us. I'll be I'll be keeping track of all the social media and stuff throughout those days just to make sure we don't lose anybody. So uh get at us, come hang out with us. Come hang out with your boys. We're gonna be just shaking a boob out all over town. <laughs> all over town. All over town. Titties everywhere. That's right, man. All right, see, we are here today to be talking about um a lot of stuff, but also night of the lay demons night of the demons 19 and 88 88 Steve, when's yeah. the first time you watched this year flick man is this one that's probably always 89. been with you <laughs> probably, yeah you're cutting is... edge as a kid dude um well here's the thing you've seen the cover of night of the demons right oh yeah it's, it's angela uh as Fucking a demon sick. um and it was like what's that about um and you know we we rent as i've said before when when we were younger we would rent horror movies every friday and saturday and just watch them me and my cousins and my aunt and uncle all horror fans so this was one um that i remember seeing and me and my cousin casey who were i think probably seven around that time and we both never had the girls are gross type of thing so we watched that movie and of course you see wait they're uh, not are well, you sure? <laughs> Honestly, a little bit. A little bit. Women are studies. a little bit gross. <laughs> all right. But I think we all are. It's pretty human to be gross. Yeah, um, humans are disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, especially Stooge. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we we watched it, and of course, you, you know, you get Linnea Quigley, you get the dance sequence, all that stuff. But it also is like fun. It's like a fun movie. Um, and it was about Halloween, so we really liked it, and we would rent it all the time. Um, and I, I definitely do remember watching it a ton as a kid, and then as a teenager, and then as an adult, I've watched it. I think last year I watched it around this time. Um, but it, I've seen it, pro- I think, literally 25 to 30 times wow. would, would be accurate. Do Damn, love this dude. Movie. Mm-hmm. I think it's only like my second or third time watching this movie. Yeah. Um, I watched it for the first time a couple of years ago and just enjoyed the shit out of it because it's a Halloween movie. It takes place yep. at Halloween. So uh-huh. it's like I'm already a sucker for that right away. But yeah, it, it's just so quintessentially fucking 80s punk. And it does kind of have a similar vibe to like Return of the Living Dead, which yep. did it a couple of years before. And I will say better. This yeah. movie oh, at times Return of the does kind of feel... Yeah. yeah. And there's there's times with this movie where it does kind of feel like a Return of the Living Dead tribute band where it's like, okay... <laughs> pretty good it's like we have returned to living dead at home a little bit yeah yeah i get that um 
uh, Kevin Tenney, the director, not really a horror fan. Uh, Joe uh, Augustine, the the writer, was a horror fan, so I I have to assume he he knew um, Return of the Living Dead, and of course they brought in Linnea Quigley because of her popularity from Return of the Living Dead. She got that cred, that boob cred. Yeah, yeah. So there there is that for sure. Uh, but I think aside from it having the premise of bunch of punk kids winding up in a place they shouldn't be and the Linnea Quigley connection, uh, it definitely goes different directions. You know, you're talking zombies and, and demons. So the, the zombies uh, definitely um, had a comical element to them. And these demons... I don't do. I don't know if they do any comedy, but the the show or the movie itself is is kind of comedic up to mm. a point. So yeah, I, I see all the similarities you're talking about for sure. Yeah, um, but it is just a quintessential, just fun, stupid, easy to watch '80s horror flick. Like the yeah. the entire plot is just yeah, a bunch of kids are gonna have a Halloween party up at this uh, haunted, cursed mausoleum, uh, crematorium, fucking funeral parlor place, and then people start getting possessed by demons. A lot of people are off trying to find somewhere to bone, and then some people have to escape, and that's that's really (laughs) it. It kind of gets tied up in some some lore that's very fuzzy. It seems like about every person here has some kind of story about this place where it's like, oh, it was buried on... This Indian ground where this guy built a, a teepee out of his own internal organs, and then this other person is like, "Oh, I hear the guy that ran this place like used to fuck the corpses." And then, oh, there's this sacred river that runs underneath this wall that the demons can't get across. Like the lore of this place is really fuzzy. I, I don't think it really necessarily adds anything, but well, no, but I kind of like that it's all over the place. Honestly, that does. I mean, that's that's. That's the pre-internet era. That's pre... Exactly, yeah. That's pre-checking stuff. That was what we did. We all heard stories and repeated them. But I think largely Max is the lore keeper. He seems to be the one who has the most information. Um, but yeah, the the idea that everybody has their own version. I mean, you know, it's, it's just a couple of people have, have stories. But yeah, you're right. Like That is a very pre-internet thing. The idea, you can't check... Everybody is interested because it's a big spooky house. So everybody's, you know, either telling a story they've heard before or just making bullshit up. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that, this does a good job of capturing the feel of 1988. <laughs> like, for good <laughs> and bad. Yeah. It, it, it really does. Like, you know, the, the slurs and stuff. Um, very 80s. There's nothing, you know, um, nothing surprising about it. It's jarring, I guess, now for people who, especially maybe people who've seen a ton of um, the 80s nostalgia movies that have been made that whitewash the 80s entirely. Oh, um, yeah. Watching this is a good reminder. Like, yeah, no, the 80s were, they were terrible for anybody. <laughs> like, they were bad in general uh, for everybody. Um but specifically, if you were any form of minority, had any any form of uh, you know um, a, a disability or whatever, just all over the place, you're just not oh, going to yeah. be treated. Wasn't a normal respect. white person? You was probably getting slurs thrown at you. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and, and again, like 
the the movie in general though doesn't i wouldn't say it's racist at the very least that's nice (laughs) at least at least it's not racist um it it definitely uh also despite the fact that it doesn't does the f the other f-bomb get dropped I think it yeah. does, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. L- little brother says it to Sal, like right, right at the start that's of the movie. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Despite, in a totally unnecessary way. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. That doesn't, doesn't really even, make any sense. Doesn't even make sense. No, it doesn't. Um, but that again is pretty much how that was used in the eighties. Um, yeah, exactly. But I, I mean, it still it has it has two girls kissing in it, which um, isn't meant to be progressive. I don't think like it, nah. it was meant to be shocking because that just wasn't very common to see in, in 80s movies uh two two women kissing but interestingly i watched all the sequels and the 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 remake and i think that the franchise as a whole does then take a a bend toward lesbian kissing is part of the franchise Oh, okay. That becomes yeah. a thing. I've never watched any of the sequels. I have seen the remake. I watched that a couple of years ago and fucking hated it so bad. I did not. I had never seen it. I didn't have a single problem with it. Really? <laughs> I mean, what did I hate about it then? I don't really remember. I just remember I watching it and being like, God, this sucks. People hate it for sure. Uh, I think Eddie Furlong's good in it. Uh, Shan- well, the thing is, it's 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 campy and bad in in some ways, but it's it fits so well into the franchise. I actually had not seen the sequels either. I didn't know they existed. I watched this movie so many times, and I guess my video video rental place didn't have the sequels ever, so I just didn't know they existed. Though it's also possible because they came out in ninety four and ninety seven. Uh, oh, that much later. Yeah, 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 a good bit later. It's also possible that because they came out around then, that was around the time that I started developing, you know, a, a sense of like what good movies are and trying mm-hmm. to watch good movies. So maybe I just didn't notice them. Uh, but I missed out because part two is great. It's really good. I really, really, really liked it. Yeah. I think mm. um, it, it, it has effects on the same level as this same effects person steve johnson um same writer uh but it it's a little more 90s and it also has like it leaned more into the comedy like there's a kick-ass nun and um there's there's a a few more kind of jokey moments but it, it it just has really good effects and it's fun and it's 90s like early 90s kind of silliness I really enjoyed it. Yeah, hmm. definitely okay, worth I'll have to check it out, man. Yeah, because yeah, I, I usually see those like on services that don't have the first movie. They'll have parts two and three, but I've never right. watched any of them because I kind of assume if they're available on all the streaming services, they're probably not very good. <laughs> it's because they were direct to video, I think, is what it is. Is like they, they were, yeah, they were never meant to be big money makers. They went direct to video because uh, this movie, Night of the Demons. Um, when it was released, they kind of did their own thing and um, they took it to Detroit for its opening release where they got um, 18 screens to show it on. Mm-hmm. And it did extremely well in Detroit and then they took it to New York City and, and did well. It never really got a wide nationwide release. Um, 
and then did really well on VHS. So it has like this cult following, but it, it is also like <laughs> the the fact that it was that period. This came out in '88, and then like the that was when horror was kind of going downhill like as far as box office returns yeah it kind of crested at that point yeah i think that's why they ended up waiting six years and why they ended up going straight to video because they were like actually our audience was already the video audience so go straight to video but it's still like high quality stuff those sequels but this movie um man i know that uh, people can look at this real easily and dismiss it as just a 80s uh schlocky horror movie but the effects in this, the music in this, that opening animation, this shit is fucking great. <laughs> There's a lot it's to so love. so good. <laughs> and honestly, too, you know, you're talking about some of those 80s uh, stereotypes that are not necessarily great that exist in a lot of these yeah. movies. One thing about this flick that I really noticed is that it's not really a, you know, uh, knight in shining armor saves a damsel in distress kind of thing especially yeah. when once it gets down to being like judy and roger like roger yeah. is scared shitless the entire time and is just trying to yeah. like really save his own ass he's yeah. he's cowering he's yep. like praying he's whining like at that one part where he gets over the wall and she doesn't he doesn't run to her rescue like he covers his yeah, ears so we'll have to hear her screaming yeah and then eventually yeah. decides to come back over like the uh the women in this especially judy our main character like hold their own yep and kick a lot of ass well and the demon possesses both suzanne and angela without killing them kills everybody else to possess them but those that's two that's true yeah they they are just given power essentially and angela is in all of the night of the demons movies like oh, okay, so she's cool. like she's like the you know a, you know a freddy type a, a a jason type uh and i think should be i'm, I'm kind of surprised that she isn't talked about more as like a, a strong female um uh horror antagonist from the yeah. 80s because she's great interesting huh okay yeah i need to watch those other ones man yeah the, i think the third one's kind of weak but okay you know definitely worth seeing the second one well i was kind of dismayed at the end of this one when you know she finally gets over the wall and the sun comes up and we just kind of see that green smoke from over the wall like we don't actually get to see the you know the possessed uh kids like explode or turn to stone or anything like super violent it's just kind of implied yeah that you know, they're vanquished or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, that kind of bugged me, but then I'm like, okay, well, I guess that does kind of open up the possibility for a, a sequel or for this character returning. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that um, that was the plan. It seems like, like, cause if you, if you show them all blow up, then you can't possibly bring them back. And honestly, like just, I, I watched the making of documentary and watching Steve Johnson, the effects artist talk about like the, how above and beyond he went on everything, despite not having a gigantic budget. Like he was, he was really trying to prove himself cause he had just started his own studio after doing stuff like big projects like American werewolf in London and, and ghostbusters and stuff like wow. that. He, he designed Slimer. Like he's Slimer designer. Oh, the shit. guy who created Slimer. That's sick. Uh, he also did uh, went on to do effects in 
everything. Like <laughs> the guy, he did Doc Ock's arms in Spider Man too. He was the Holy designer shit, for dude. Sill and Species. Like, uh, but this was a movie where he had just started his own studio, and he he had a contract, I believe, for Lost Boys, and then they they decided to go a different direction with the the vampire design. And so, oh yeah, yeah, I remember us talking about that on the Lost Boys episode that we did, right? So he then uh, the first call that he got after that was uh, asking him to do Night of the Demons. So he was like, "Well, I, I got to take, I got to take a job, I got to do something because I just started this company." So he took this job and went like all out with it to try to you know show he could do it. I I think once you've done that though, y- if you want to do a sequel you don't want to destroy the demons you just made because you're gonna need him to do those again and you're not gonna have the money to pay him the next time because he's also true yeah so not not showing them get destroyed does allow you to bring angela back i mean they could have brought several back but they they don't they only bring angela back but bringing angela back is then real good for the the sequels because you have this like you know, you, everybody already knows the house is demonic, so you have this presence that serves as the the demonic house, and she's great. You know, she's always doing her dances and being silly and whatnot. And I gotta say, like one of the things that I really like about the effects in this are that the the demons don't just have one singular look. It's not like they're oh, possessed, yeah. and that's just how they look. Period. Uh-huh. Especially, yeah, Angela. Goes and through Suzanne. a lot of different phases. Yeah, yeah and Suzanne, too, of, like, mm-hmm. different looks of just how demonic or how possessed they are. Um, sometimes they're really subtle, and sometimes they're obviously very overt, but you also get the cool stuff like the burn effects. Like, after Ooh, yeah. Stooge and, yeah, Angela have been burnt, and they uh-huh. show back up, and they're just, like, fucking melted. They look honestly yeah. awesome. It kind of gave me shades of, like, how Severin looks in uh, Near Dark. Yes, okay, uh-huh. Very the, fucking cool effects. The the burnt stooge makeup took eleven hours to apply. Jesus Christ! What eleven? Yeah, he apparently uh, he had brought like a bunch of ideas to them one night, and they were just like, "Steve, we do not have the money for it." And so he like apparently pissed off, made that like super elaborate burn makeup oh, like through the night just out of spite. Like, just Holy like, I'll cow. show you, I'll fucking do it. <laughs> Can you imagine, though, like, sitting in a makeup chair for 11 hours before no. you start working? No, I mean, that, that's I bad enough, too. But, like, especially in 1988, when it's, Ugh. like, obviously no cell phone. Like, how many channels were probably on the portable TV that was in the makeup shed or whatever? And they're filming in L.A. Like, L.A., if if it's hot at all, this nothing's air-conditioned there in the 80s. Like... You're in this makeup chair, just fucking sweating your ass off. Yeah, no, I, I do not, do not envy Hal Havens <laughs> having to do that. But yeah, they all had just you know elaborate long makeup sittings and stuff, uh, and and it it fucking pays off though. Like when you look at the oh, film, yeah. if it didn't have those things, if it had lesser quality makeup, I don't think all the other charms would make up for some of its flaws. Yeah. Well, and honestly, like one of the less, you know, loud effects in this that did impress me a lot is later on in the movie, I think it's it's Max that gets his arms like chopped off in the coffin, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He sits up 
in the coffin and he's shirtless and his arm is off, but it yeah. looks really seamless. Like usually yes, it does. used to seeing somebody wearing a shirt and you can tell uh-huh. there's like an appliance or their arm is bunched up behind him or whatever. Yeah. But he's sitting there without a shirt on with his arm off and it yeah, looks it's too good. Really realistic yep. to where I was like, wait, was he like maybe an amputee? <laughs> he wasn't. And <laughs> his arm was fake earlier. What the fuck is going on? That effect is really good. It's a, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. It blows my mind. Cause like, yeah. you normally would even like, even if he's like got his arm behind his back, you'd normally kind of see that the shoulder is forward yeah. where it shouldn't be. Yeah. No, it just looks so good. So perfect. It does, man. And I'll tell you too, like in addition to the effects and the makeup being really good, they're also lit really, really well too. I mean, this is a, yeah. mm-hmm. a, you know, abandoned funeral parlor that doesn't have electricity in it unless right. some of the demons are around then the electricity comes back on. Uh, so a lot of it has to look dark and grimy and decrepit and the way that they built the sets, well, there's apparently a lot of it wasn't really building sets. A lot of it was in this Uh decrepit ass place that was already (laughs) like that. Um, but you know, the way that the lighting and stuff is done makes those effects really shine. The scenes, especially towards the end of the movie with, with Angela, where she's all demonic and she's like floating down the hallway, which yeah. I guess is just her on like a skateboard or something, right? Roller yeah. skates, I yeah, think. There's, yeah, no, nothing fancy there. Nah, the lighting and stuff on her and the way it lights her face up is really fucking sick. It looks awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. I, I think the like... You know, we, we, we've talked about it with the, the Hellraiser movie recently, just like... The way that this movie uses light and shadow, I mean, it's it's not we're not talking about like a German expressionist movie or anything. It's not not mind blowing, but it it is lighting the things well and keeping shadow well. Like it it, it is. I feel like it's it, it is filmmaking one hundred and one, and we've just lost it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Like people yeah. just don't. I feel they got it. They know how to light it. But they know if they light it, it doesn't look good. Yeah, is the problem, right? I, I, because like you know the 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 Cenobites in the new Hellraiser, despite me loving the designs, somebody pointed out that they look crispy, like on too dry. Yeah, yeah, they look too dry. Like every, it looks like if that's braided flesh, it's like about to pop. It's like about to fall off because mm-hmm. it's so dry. Yeah. And I think that's why they they didn't light it well because it's like well it would look like shit, and in this case like you've got this low budget '80s horror movie with you know extremely well done makeup like well beyond what the budget should allow. Yeah, you want to light it, you want to show it to people. (laughs) Yeah, and then especially too, I mean, when the, the the movie just shows you. Linnea Quigley shoving that lipstick into her boob and it's unflinching the whole time just uncut just straight on on shot Mm -hmm. yeah in the previous scene you'd seen her her real boobs and then it cuts to this where it's like it's like a gelatin appliance that they put on her Uh which apparently she met her future husband Steve Johnson when he was molding her boob which is awesome that's really cool yeah so that that is a that's like a meet cute for sure like right you're at a party and people are like how'd you guys meet well i was holding her boob (laughs) (laughs) wait this is how you met (laughs) yeah but then like whenever it shows that that lipstick go in which really makes no sense like it, it really doesn't make any sense as to why a demon would put a lipstick into its boob or why 
that yeah. would suddenly happen. Sure. It is just so confusing and disarming and weird that you're like, what the fuck was that? How did they mm-hmm. do that? It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's really seamless the way that that effect is done. Yeah. I I love that idea. They, in the 2009 remake, I they do it. And I was like, uh, whatever. But then they follow it up with something really cool that I was like, oh, great idea. Because, like, where does it go? Yeah. Where does it go? In the 2009 remake, they, they actually, like, show where it goes. And it, I thought it was cool. Um, okay, I don't remember that, but all right. Okay, yeah, I, I don't want to... Listen, obviously, none of these movies are extremely well done, like, horror, change your mind about anything type of horror movies, but God damn it, if I don't love them. I just yeah. love <laughs> the entire concept of bunch of kids want to party and they go to a house that they shouldn't have gone to fucking rad setup now give me some good effects i'm set <laughs> yeah what do you think yeah. about the kills and stuff in here so oh man so um there i mean there's the off screen uh what's her name uh the helen helen who oh, that poor woman i don't know why she's dating stooge but jesus fucking christ that man you could do better girl come on you absolutely could uh except for you know dying off screen uh, the movie also didn't treat her great uh yeah <laughs> then uh what do you uh, what's the we got franny and max in the coffin franny just gets her her neck snap not neck really breaks amazing. pretty simple yeah but the you know as we said the arm thing was really good i don't know cool. how that killed him no not really <laughs> But it, it was really good. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, uh, the eye gouge that quickly eye gouge does to that great. dude. That's great. That's yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah. I like how that also, th- that scene is set up by something something that I find intriguing. So for one, they're banging. She drops her drawers. And then they bang and then she kills them. Uh-huh. I assume that means that she was technically... Porky Pig in the rest of the movie, right? She was. She was Porky Pig in the rest of the movie. That whole time. Uh-huh. <laughs> but leading up to that, too, and I feel like this was so deliberate considering what we what we saw, or rather what we didn't see in uh, Return of the Living Dead. She has that scene where after she drops her drawers, she walks over there and very deliberately, like, for the camera, like, lifts up her skirt and is like, see, I have a vagina. God bless Linnea Quigley. <laughs> It seems like that is a statement on <laughs> Return of the Living Dead when she just had the that, yeah. you know, Barbie doll appliance up front. I feel like it probably was exactly that. They were like, we don't give a shit. We'll show it. <laughs> well, maybe also, too, I can't help but wonder if, like, in real life, if she had people walking up to her being like, show me that flat spot. <laughs> She's show like, me I want to prove to the world <laughs> that it's not just a flat spot. So here, let me do this. Prove it. Everybody sees it. Okay, moving on. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're probably exactly right. Um, I, uh, as a kid, never once thought about that. I was always just like, uh-huh, I like this movie. There's just something about this movie. It really <laughs> sticks with me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, Linnea Quigley, like, the movie kind of, I mean, aside from the wraparound story bit, uh, the movie starts with Linnea Quigley's ass. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just fucking bent over ass to the camera and then two dudes staring at her ass it yeah. is it, it really is like i i understand now people would say 
oh my god that's just so like superfluous like why do you need that and it's like that's the fun of movies isn't it superfluous. yeah and also too like i've why heard do quickly you need talk it? about cares? it and you know she was like yeah you know back then she's like i had this great body i wanted yeah. to show it off like yeah, it, uh, it didn't seem like people were taking advantage of her it seemed like she no. was like yeah cool this is what i do i look good yeah i know I, I uh uh apparently jill um uh jill Terashita, who played franny was the same way she was just like i have a great bot i want to show it off like don't i i do not care i'd love to do nudity i yeah (laughs) i think uh, yeah i I don't think people um like i don't think we get that as much anymore yeah it's not that there aren't a ton of uh uh you know women and men that would absolutely love to show their bodies off uh it's that like for some reason we don't do that we don't make that anymore we're not just like Here's a movie for horny people. <laughs> well, I'm gonna Do say, you like, want to jerk off? Watch this. <laughs> I think like the, the the Weinstein's and that presence in Hollywood has kind of soiled that. For it the does, most part. yeah. It soils it because then it's like everything's exploitative, and it's like uh, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't yeah. have to be for sure. Anyway, yeah, I'll get off my I'll get off my. We need more nudity and sex and movie soapbox, but we need it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You mentioned that that wraparound story earlier because the movie starts. Yeah. Um. Well, we got that awesome anim- animated thing with that. Oh, we got to talk about at that because the, the the animation so cool. is so fucking cool. It's done by a uh, Disney animator. Uh, fuck, what was her name? J- Jill. Um, no, not Jill. Fuck. God damn it. Hold on. I got it. Get Fuzzbeat. It's on. right here. Fuzzbeat. Kathy Zelinsky. Kathy, Kathy Zelinsky. Zelinsky, Disney animator who. Uh, she uh, was specifically the person they'd go to for spooky stuff while she worked there. She worked on Ursula and Jafar. Rad. Um, yeah. So a lot of the design around Ursula and Jafar is, is stuff that, that she did. So um, they, yeah, they got her. She was dating the art director at the time. And uh, he was like, well, you know, perfect person to do the animated sequel. Our animated sequence is my girlfriend. So they brought her in and uh like it's long. Like she did a lot of work for that. Yeah. For One not, person not too. a ton Jeez. of money. Um just kind of to show off, I think. <laughs> like look look at this cool shit I can do. Yeah, it's super, super fun. Really, yeah. really well done. And again, that it kind of introduces us to the the kick ass soundtrack that this movie has with Oh my uh, god, I some love it. Licensed so music. Much. And even the unlicensed music is fucking awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love I love that that opening synthesizer bit the bah, bah, bah. like it's it's almost like they're veering carpentry and then they go yeah. like nah we're gonna go full synth on this um, yeah. and then also that song over the final credits is so fucking eighties cheesy I love oh, it's it it's so eighties dude it's so it's good. perfect <laughs> it's like exactly what you think the movie should end with yeah. I, I really do think um, that the music is one of the things that has always made me like this. The music and the animation. It yeah. just opens perfectly for a Halloween movie. Agreed. Totally. And then like we get that, that cranky old dude on the sidewalk right. who's just trying to bring his groceries home so he can start killing some kids. And he gets <laughs> harassed by these kids. Honestly, it kind of presents like everybody in this movie is going to be just a fucking asshole to each other because the kids are assholes yeah. to him. Uh-huh. He is just horrible to these kids, too. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, you know, if you give it a little bit of thought, this is a 
this is a very Christian conservative world that they're living in. Hmm. Like mm-hmm. the movie's not supporting that or whatever, but it set that in that. Like like in this demons exist and God does have some sort of power over them. Like and the the people that will be infested with demons are the people who you would think Christians would think would be infested with demons. So like the goth and the yeah, promiscuous exactly. girl or whatever. Yeah. So it, it, it does, it is kind of set in this world. So yeah, like the idea of just generally shitty people being shitty to each other. Uh, I do like the, I like the bits with the old man though. I think it should be cut. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah, yeah. It's like, other than it just being typical halloween lore about people yeah putting you know razor blades and kids apples yeah, but uh other than that, that it's not great. really related to anything yeah at the very end of the movie it comes back and it's yeah. like oh back to this old guy again right here yeah and uh he eats the the apple pie that his wife has made for <laughs> breakfast <laughs> there's a million questions about this one she made apple pie for breakfast two she obviously knew the razor blades were in there, but like, how did he not know there were razor blades in there? Like, it was a full ass razor blade that fell out of his throat. I know, right? So like, he, oops. Does he not chew? <laughs> it's so stupid on? that I almost don't care. It's exactly. like, yeah, that's exactly that's exactly how I feel about it. Like, it shouldn't even exist. There's no reason for it to be there at the end. But fuck but this old guy died. So yeah. And it's fine. And clearly his like old lady wife is like, fuck you. Yep. Yep. His old lady wife, who is, I guess, saying fuck you to him for killing kids all these years. Um Probably. That would get on my nerves. That would get on my nerves. Yeah, you know what? Yes. If my wife just suddenly started, I don't know, killing children, I feel like I'd I'd be a little bit upset. That'd be a, a problem. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit of a problem there. Gonna be an issue. But that intro also does just kind of introduce us to the fact that this is not a serious horror movie. Horror movie. Right. There's a lot of yeah. humor in those opening scenes uh, where we're just getting to know our, our cast of characters. We got our, our squad of goons in that car with, uh, yeah, Helen and uh, Stooge, uh, who moons the guy, but with his drawers on. Doesn't commit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hal, uh, Hal Havens was not going to do nudity for this film. <laughs> <laughs> he told him like they wanted him to show his ass and he was like no you you have to pay me more if you want to see my ass uh but yeah the 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 stooge and, and helen and roger are in a car and i just kept wondering why are helen and roger friends with stooge they seem like sweet people <laughs> i know right <laughs> stooge is awful man He's jesus awful. christ just terrible yeah, the pig nose costume, just the minimal effort costume, yeah. the way that he calls her like bitch every five seconds. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh. He calls every woman in this bitch. Like it yeah. is But I think that's like, you know, they're obviously they put a pig nose on him. He's supposed to be a chauvinist pig. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Pretty on He's, the nose. And he dies like early on. Like it's really supposed to indicate this is a bad thing. Don't do this. But he He's also kind of insufferable. <laughs> I like but he does though, say some funny did, shit. Yeah, and they did get like the aesthetic right as far as like on it on his car and stuff. There's all these band stickers. Yeah, and I love that they got this shit right. Like there was like an Exodus sticker on there. There was like a DRI sticker. I think a yeah. Fear sticker on there. It wasn't yeah. just like you know some movie maker being like, oh, he's into that punk rock. Um, 
Let's put a let's put a Ramones sticker on there, right. like the only punk band you can think of. Okay, exactly. Yeah, like they actually got the punk stuff in this right. Yeah, they also the anarchy symbol is correct. They didn't use like the the t shirt design anarchy symbol. They used the actual one. Uh, yeah, I I think this is just made by people who probably were part of the punk scene and appreciated it. Yeah, I enjoy that man. And when we get introduced to uh, to Judy and her bodacious boobies, as her <laughs> her brother calls them that that line bodacious boobies sis that's the Uh, 80s in one sentence but (laughs) sincerely if i i know you know we got people out there making porn if you're gonna make a porn i'm sure you're trying to cash it in on the incest that people are all into try bodacious boobies sis as a title Maybe that works, yeah. you know? That's your incest. Oh, well, I guess you got to make it step, sis. <laughs> Bodacious, Bodacious boobies, step, sis. Okay, uh-huh. all right. <laughs> you might at least catch a couple horror fans, I guess, if that's the title. Yeah. But that kid, that kid uh, is a wild and crazy kid, isn't he? He is. He's a wild, well, wild and crazy kid. <laughs> he's a wild and crazy kid. He was in a ghoulie, too. Um, he... He's good. Like I, I think, like as as kid actors go, he's uh, he's definitely like good. But he's re- he and Sal together have the most chemistry of anybody Agreed. in this movie. Not that the movie is lacking chemistry in, in general, but the two but of they're them, great. They're great together. Like they're doing. So, it's like they're two fucking uh, mafia guys talking. To each yeah, other. good ball busting, good smack <laughs> talk. And yeah. he's just a, he's just such a typical '80s movie little brother yeah. who's kind of shitty and brother, rambunctious. Yeah. Yeah. I was really hoping that he was going to stick around in the movie. I was like, okay, so surely they're going to get up to the house, and this yeah. kid is going to have snuck in the trunk of the car, and he's going to end up there. That I was wish I would have kept him around. That was in the original script. That was the plan, and he would have been it. It would have been he and and uh, his sister survived. Raj basically sacrificing himself to to help them survive. Hmm. Um, but I wish you would have pro- been in there more, man. I agree. The problem is that it would have cost them a whole lot more money to have a kid on the set because of the um, minimal hours you can film. Yeah, hours, uh, you know, schooling, all that stuff. So uh, it, it, it definitely would have um, messed with their budget. It makes more sense, I think. It makes way more sense, and I wish that is what happened. But um yeah it, it sucks too because like you know you you're um, you're given a whole lot of the kid and you're like ah, this kid's good and then that's the end like you don't get any more it would be great yes if like if he was the one in the coffin instead of sal like when they exactly. opened the coffin if it was yep. the, the brother like what the fuck are you doing here that would have been great instead i guess he just stays home and enjoys those sun-dried poodle turds <laughs> I wonder what the recipe is for fudge logs. <laughs> it looked like just melt uh, Tootsie Rolls and reshape them. That's what it looked like. It was so gross, but just such like an 80s mom. Like, oh, yeah. I made oh, some treats. Sure. Get one before you leave. And uh, what's his name is just like uh, Jay. Mm-hmm. Jay is just like, oh, no, I'm uh, trying to quit. <laughs> like, all that <laughs> yeah. scene was really good. Just stupid 80s fun right there at the front of yeah. the movie. Yeah. And they got the good like the thing is like. It, it not only is a good Halloween movie because they keep telling us it's Halloween, but everywhere has Halloween decorations up. But they don't. It's not like movie Halloween decorations where it's like a set deck person did it. It's just like 
you know, normal old Halloween stuff up everywhere. Paper cutouts on the cabinets yeah, and, and it shit feels, like that. Yeah, it feels like authentic Halloween, which is kind of one of the things I've always loved about this movie. I mean, it was originally titled Halloween Party, <laughs> like all the way up till like around when they were going to actually release it um, until uh, Mustafa Akkad basically sent them a cease and desist. Like you can't use Halloween because it might get mixed up with our Halloween. It's certainly something that if they had more money, they probably could have fought in court because Halloween party is a better name for this. I think yeah. not that night of the demons isn't accurate. Halloween party but is I a think good that name. The name night of the demons had already been attached to like several movies. By yeah, this there's point. a night of the demon, which is, is, is a, I think it was British, but it, it's a very popular uh, horror movie. And yeah, to just name it Night of the Demons almost sounds like it's a, you know, a sequel maybe. And then also, you know, you're you're uh, around this time, uh, aren't the Demons movies coming out in Italy? Mm-hmm. Like, you, yeah, you, it's just muddled. Night of the Demons is muddled, whereas Halloween Party would be accurate and good. It's a good title. I enjoyed that Stooge told somebody to eat a bowl of fuck because eat I always find whenever I, I I order the cup of fuck at a restaurant, I'm always left wanting more fuck. I'm yeah, like, should have got the yeah. bowl. You're like, I'll just get a cup. You know, I don't want to spoil my meal. And when it comes out, you're like, oh, it's so good. I wish I'd gotten a bowl of fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Cancel my entree. Bring me a bowl of fuck. This is uh, this was an interesting thing because how I again uh, I watched the the making of it. Hal Havens was talking about it, and he said that. Uh, this was something that uh, 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 John Belushi did at Second City, and this was during the time when like you could get arrested for saying "fuck" on stage. So like, they oh were, word, wow, yeah, like they were, like all day he was saying he was going to do it, and they were like telling him not to do it, and then like he did it. Um, so like this was kind of Hal Haven's uh, tribute to John Belushi, maybe <laughs> like hmm. yeah, but like also it worked well with the character. To, to go John Belushi. Like, that, yeah, that's, oh yeah, that's good for Stooge. I'll say the one effect that I wasn't really nuts about in this, and maybe just because it's so played out among this era, uh, all the demons have the same, like, Dr. Claw voice. <laughs> it's one guy. Uh, I, I saw people saying that Frank Welker was the uncredited voice of the demons. He's not. Who's he? Frank Welker, he does. He might even do Dr. Claw. Um, he, he did, oh man, you'd have to look him up. You, you, once you see him, you'd be like, oh yeah, I know who, who that is. Um, the guy that did every voice. Yeah. Yeah. He did so many fucking voices. Uh, but James W. Quinn actually did all the demon voices and, uh, he was one of the guys in the, the, that scene with Linnea quickly bent over. He was one of the guys staring at one Linnea of the fellas. What had sour balls? Yeah. He was a sour bald fella. <laughs> also okay just to go back to how awesome Linnea Quigley is uh just in the making of they said when they were shooting those scenes for eyeline Linnea Quigley bent over for them instead of them just having something to look at she was like no I was bent over in front of them it'll be right here this is where my yeah. ass would be <laughs> She's dude so her, cool. her acting her. and her accent dude I yeah I know a lot of people hate it because She's a fucking cartoon character. Like she sounds she is, like absolutely. if if like eighties California became a person, this is how they would talk. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
And I know a lot of people hate that, but I'm like, dude, she is a character in every movie. I mean, it's just kind of the same yeah. character. It's like a female Christopher Walken in a way where it's just like, oh, yeah, you're just always Linnea Quigley. Yeah, she's bringing I love the quick. Mm-hmm. I think she's I awesome, man. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think she's great. Um, I, I really think that, like, um, Amelia Kincaid, who plays uh, the fucking Angela, and, and who returns as Angela for, for two and three, um, she she's doing a good job like because she feels like an awkward goth girl who mm-hmm. then like you know once she's possessed gets uh you know more wild and, and sexual and she she like was a dancer she brought that dance herself she choreographed the dancing oh cool um, so that was like something she came up with like this idea of like what would have possessed uh goth girl who who obviously you know she they want to scare the hell out of these boys but i'm not really sure what angela's motivations are as much as suzanne suzanne wants to fuck suzanne's trying to fuck angela Mm -hmm. just wants to scare them uh yeah once she gets possessed she becomes more confident and and like more her i don't know uh hidden self and that that dances are you know other than me liking it because it's hot uh i like it because she obviously well choreographed it to make it feel primal and like unleashing type of thing yeah yeah and i gotta correct myself i've said haunted house a bunch of times on this it's a possessed house possessed house yeah not haunted Mm -hmm. i like how they explain that to you it's like possession is like things that have never even had a physical form like haunted is ghosts that were once people these are things that have never had a physical body before i think that's like actually really cool and part of the lore that i think is really creepy and awesome yeah, I agree with that. And and like you know, we we talked about how they do have the people talking about like what the house is or whatever, but it actually doesn't do a ton of exposition. It just has good moments where like as you're talking about Angela explains the haunted house thing, that's just like whenever um what's her name sets something down, she's like you, you got to pick that up. The spirits will blah blah blah. Like they they kind of get the little bit of exposition that they need. They get it out well. Um, having Max just sort of telling that scary story in the basement or whatever works well for a, I do wish a we would have learned Halloween party. more about that dang old, that old crawdad, uh, crawdad skeleton ghost that's there in the oven. <laughs> crawdad skeleton ghost. <laughs> in the oven. What was his yeah. story, man? Was he yeah, maybe the, I don't the, know. the spirit of a, a long lost jambalaya or perhaps an etouffee <laughs> gone wrong? <laughs> He is he is a part of the unholy trinity. <laughs> they say down on the bayou, if you stay real quiet, you might hear the crawdad ghost. <laughs> Him and his evil mirepoix just stinking up the room, smelling like sulfur and Hades. What's the evil mirepoix? Like what? What? what are the, what's the opposite of onions? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. I got to dream up the evil mirepoix. They could have like mirepoix. licorice root. I think is probably in Ooh, there. Oh God, that's already bad. Yeah, good call. You know, uh-huh. maybe beets. Something else that's kind of dank and earthy. Uh huh. Yeah. Now you really. Yeah. This is like you're you're naming things that aren't gonna go well with a bunch of stuff. So that's perfect. <laughs> yeah. That's hmm, evil there's gotta mirepoix. Be one more component to make uh-huh. a true unholy trinity. Yeah. Mm. well is there something super bitter you can think of oh. maybe some chard or something throw some chard yeah in there. Mm-hmm. yeah probably kale you know yeah white you people go. are probably making it anyway it's probably yes. kale 
honestly true yeah yeah, uh, yeah i i think um this this uh the idea that this is a demonic possession movie it works really well because like anytime you're dealing with with teens the idea of possession is is like it can have meaning without you having to put meaning in the script because you know that that's just true of teens you change you become different you start to develop as a completely different person sometimes so possession works well because it's just a bunch of horny teens um and yeah i think you know the the fact that it everything up to maybe the last 20 minutes i think is so well paced like it drags Mm -hmm. at the last 20 minutes i think so too that that's one thing i was going to say is like one of my negatives is i feel like yeah the the setup for getting the kids there is great when the kids get to the house and start getting possessed, all very cool. Yeah. And then kind of once it becomes just sort of Judy and Roger, who yeah. are two of the least interesting characters in the movie, and they're well, yeah, the ones yeah. that are getting chased and pursued, it kind of drags a little bit. I mean, Ro- Roger, the the actor's doing a great job of trying yeah. to bring something. Because, like, I, you know, we're, when they're, like, kind of laughing uh, because they've gotten away from the demons, and then he just, like, it, it like, turns into crying... That's a real good moment. He does a great job of kind of bringing some empathy, but they are, yeah. Like, Helen's the most boring, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, uh, and then it, it's definitely our final two. They're they're pretty boring characters in comparison to everybody else who, like, you know, Sal's got a ton of personality. Uh, you know, Stooge, even if it's a bad personality, at least it's a personality. You definitely so, remember him. Yeah, yeah Suzanne and uh, Angela, all those. But and all, even Jay, Jay's a piece of shit. That's his character. <laughs> I kind of like, feel like a couple of the characters probably could have been reduced down to like less yeah, characters. I think especially like usually you have a lot of characters in a horror movie because there's going to be a lot of really cool epic deaths. But yeah, then it's like, yeah, Helen dies off screen. We don't even know what happened to her and yeah. her corpse just kind of falls on that car. So like right. her entire role in the movie is kind of Die. non-existent. It uh, could have just yeah. been Roger and Stooge in that car. It didn't have to Absolutely. be Helen. Yeah. Um, some of the characters I think probably could have been reduced a little bit. Yeah, I I think I understand. You know, I understand because it's ten characters. That's too many characters, and and as we said, yeah, there's not a lot of personality to them. But I think what maybe could have fixed it without losing any characters is just spread out the kills a little bit more. Yeah, so the, they all the kind of happen in a clump, huh? Yeah, the last 20 minutes. And yeah, give us like how Helen died and, and whatnot. Uh, give us a little more of that and maybe, I don't know. Because like, the stuff that I would cut is definitely, there's just so much of them just running from demons yeah. and nothing really happening. Like mm-hmm. all the other stuff I think is, is fine, doesn't need to, to really go anywhere. But yeah, that just kind of starts to drag and then the ending is is uh is good like it's just by the time you get to it you're just not as invested anymore <laughs> you're like i don't yeah. really care about these two <laughs> and you've also totally forgotten that it started with this old guy and the apples so oh like, yeah and then eh. that happens it's like what the fuck was this again <laughs> yeah but it's still I, enjoyable it's still just yeah, a really fucking yeah. fun ride yeah i as i said i love this movie uh admittedly it's not perfect but that's not gonna stop me from watching it you know ton more times because it is fun it is a fun movie okay so one last thing i want to talk about and and i think maybe just watching this this movie you might not gather it but if you watch the sequels there's a 
there's a queer element to the Night of the Demons movies. I mean, this has obviously uh, two girls kissing, which you can say is not necessarily sexual in the least bit because Suzanne's drive is she's possessed, though Angela is not protesting to the kiss. Um, the script originally had a gay couple in it. Oh, really? Yes. There was a, a gay male couple in the script uh, that was nixed by producer because he thought it would be too, you know, too much. Uh, <laughs> I I don't know why he would think that, but the the movie itself definitely could be seen as, like, the, the possession itself could be seen as, as related to an STD. I know uh, in the, the making of documentary... Uh, Alvin Alexis, who plays Roger, kind of compared it to that, like because this was oh. kind of the height of the the AIDS hysteria and and whatnot. Uh, in the sequels, uh, you you get more girls kissing, and it's obviously being played as like a male gazy type of thing sometimes. But I feel like sometimes you can recontextualize these things. Like looking back at it now, it's like, hmm, is that? just being male gazy and i don't think it necessarily is i think it i mean it as i said this is supposed to exist in a very christian universe what is it christians hate like the most starting in the 80s because of the aids epidemic gay people yeah so uh to have the demons be like well okay then we'll show we'll we'll do gay kisses or whatever like we'll we'll have two women kissing as this like indication of you know the fears of of Christians at this time i think it works i mean i think that um that that element you know i i obviously am not the one necessarily to speak on this but i think i'd like to cuz i looked this up as like a, a queer movie and i found a few people talking about it but i just didn't see much conversation about it but mm-hmm. looking at the franchise as a whole i think there, there's definitely like a queer element to it in a positive way, and I, I'd like for somebody who who is coming from that perspective to to look into it more and tell me if I'm if I'm off base or if if it's there. But I mean, you know, in the second one, <laughs> there's even hints. Okay, I, I mean, we're definitely gonna have to do the second movie because I have so much to say about it, and I don't want to ruin it for everybody. But the the girl in it who is supposedly like the slutty one, uh, nobody's calling her slutty. Like she, the, there are three men trying to fuck her. Uh, two of them know e- that each other are trying to fuck her and kiss her in front of each other, and neither seems to care. Hmm. Like there's some sex, interesting like sexual politics going on in the Night of the Demons movies. That, that seems I, deliberate. You're saying seems deliberate and needs to be explored. Hmm. All yeah. right, then. We'll have to so, check out those sequels sometime on the show. There might be something more to these as well, I'm saying. <laughs> might be. Interesting. Yeah. But even if there's not, it's just a fun flick to watch uh, every Halloween season. It's got everything that you kind of want from an 80s horror flick. Uh, right. It, it's a fun one. It's not too terribly long. Again, that third act does drag a little bit, but it's yeah. still not really that much, man. No, yeah, it's not too bad. Definitely one to watch again and again every Halloween season. You got any other uh, final thoughts about this thing? No, I mean, uh, you know, my nostalgia is going to obviously uh, shade this a little bit as far as ranking it. But, like, you know, 
I think that this is in, in so many ways, like kind of the quintessential late eighties, uh, movie for me, <laughs> like late eighties horror movie where it's just so kind of silly and fun while also like still bringing the, the special effects like super hard and really not skimping, like just bringing it. Like this is just a a good, solid, fun horror movie that has a very strong eightiesness to it for good and bad. Um, in, in that case, but, um, man, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to rank this rate this too high because that would be ridiculous because it is, uh, you know, probably for most people kind of middle of the road. Uh, but for me, I'd, g- I'd give this like a six, six and a half. Yeah, I think that's actually where I would put it too. like it's not necessarily my my favorite or anything. Right. It's not it's not like approaching 10 territory. No. Yeah. Um, usually by the time the movie's over, I'm about done with it. So I'm going to say like, yeah, six ish or so for me as well. It's a fun time. Definitely worth a watch. If you've never seen it before, for I'm sure. glad that you sat through all this to find out if you should watch the movie or not. Listeners. <laughs> I'm glad they're like, finally decision is made. Rent it, rent the movie. They said we I, should watch it. They said we should. I boy. I just, okay. Just r- real quick regarding that. I've, kind of put because i've been wondering so long like what is it people want like when they say like hey they don't get to the movie talk for blah 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 it's like what is it they want um i i've been thinking about this and it seems like that we we keep forgetting that when we're doing an 80s movie we're doing like a 40 year old movie yeah i think some people just don't they don't want to go back and watch all these 40-year-old movies. They just want somebody to tell them what happens. You so know what? Yeah. It is, if you're trying to make a lucrative horror movie podcast, like if you're just out to make money, I think right now is the time to make the podcast where you just say what happens in a movie. That's you don't a lot have of to say a damn yeah. thing about it. Just say what happens in the movie. Hey, guys, this is Night of the Demons. Yeah. Bye guys. The end. Like <laughs> I guarantee you'll make money somehow. Well, honestly, too though, like there's a handful of podcasts that that I listen to that do that with flicks. And yeah. if it's a movie that like I'm familiar with, it can almost be like bedtime story ish to me in a in a way that's yeah. nice. Okay. Where sometimes having somebody walk me through a movie that I know and I can just kind of like live out those scenes in my head. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I kind of dig that. It's it's like my brain is kind of off at that point and i enjoy it for that reason i'm telling you get on it somebody make that movie i i would be bored to death making that podcast i was gonna say that being said i am not interested right. whatsoever <laughs> in doing that we, we did a few walkthrough episodes like right yeah. when the show started and it's like yeah that's that's fine and all but it's just more fun for us just to kind of talk about the general yeah. area of the movie and yeah for sure uh because I, I buckets and jars and stuff oh uh, yeah they <laughs> The ADHD is strong in this podcast. For oh my sure. god, dude! Yeah. yeah, there's no way we can keep that shit running on the rails nope. for sure. Nope. <laughs> well, let us know what you, th- you guys think about this one over on our social media pages, which you can find on our link tree. Uh, yep. Definitely hang out in the Facebook group. That's the mm-hmm. best thing that you can do on the Facebook is hang out with uh, all of you dead and lovelies on there. So join up and Absolutely. hang out with us today. There's always people sharing all kinds of great 
uh, yeah, memes and articles and trailers and just general funny shit related to the show. So hang out with us on there. Support the show on Patreon. Yeah, patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely. Uh, you go on over there, become a patron on any level. You get to listen to our Patreon exclusive episodes, including uh, the Patreon exclusive addendum episode uh, Ben and I just recorded on the Halloween ends. Uh, we go over, I, I tried to do everything I could to not just repeat anything you guys said on the mini-sode. So I think we've, we've just added another like 45 minutes to the mini-sode essentially. So if you want to hear more talk about Halloween ends, as well as, uh, you know, uh, just released the, uh, hell rankers episode where Anna Martin and I released the hell. I, and honestly, I'm going to use that from now on. Anytime we do a ranking episode on Patreon. It'll be called Hell Rankers from now on. That's good. Yeah, yeah. use it. It's fucking yeah. good. Um, but yeah, uh, head on over there. Become a patron on any level. You get that. Uh, become a patron on $5 level. You get to submit a movie to the Smoking Bowl. Then we draw from the Smoking Bowl and we cover the movie. We're going to be doing that next week. That's right. Last week of the month, every month, we're going to be doing that one. So we'll be pulling out a Patreon-powered episode uh, for next week's installment of the show. Looking forward to seeing what it is because y'all got good tastes, real good tastes, man. So look forward to seeing what you guys submitted to close out our October month with. So uh, pay close attention to the socials to find out what that movie will be. Yeah. Well, guys, it's been fantastic chilling with you guys, and I hope everybody's having a good Halloween. I have been Uncle Ben. I've been Hollywood Steve. And we've been Dad and Lovely. We'll catch you guys later. Bye. All right, so interrupt me if I've already talked about this, but I can't quit thinking about A.C. Slater riding a horse. <laughs> I don't think you have. <laughs> Just think about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> Cause it's so like- here's the thing. <laughs> like, whenever he approaches the horse, does he put the saddle on backwards? Right, yeah, because so he can hold on, but then, like, the, it's a seat on a seat, so right, yeah. Do so two did, right seats make a wrong seat? How does this work? Oh man, yeah. So he's got to he's got to got to sit in a saddle backwards on the horse backwards for it to be the full Slater. Wait, what if he puts the saddle on backwards, but he's facing the right way on the horse? I mean, that's honestly the most feasible way to execute everything he needs to do. He needs to be able to see where he's going and hold right. the, the bridle and stuff, but he also needs to sit in a chair backwards. So I think he'd probably put the saddle on backwards. What if he just puts a chair on the horse? <laughs> like he just looks like everybody else is getting on their horse and he's just scratching his head confused. And then he's like, hmm. suddenly has like an idea moment, runs in, comes back out with a chair. I brought my own preppy, puts a chair on the horse. <laughs> what do you think of that preppy? Zach Morris is like, I don't know, dude. Fucking <laughs> time <Jesus>. out. <laughs> How does he ride a horse Slater style? I mean, if it's bareback, there's only one option. He's facing the ass end. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then probably, you know, tumbling off. I got to imagine. <laughs> so he's essentially like uh, old what's her name in uh, Temple of Doom riding that horse backwards like or no, she rides an oh. elephant backwards, doesn't she? Yeah, I'd feel more safe riding an elephant backwards. Okay, With a horse, listen. I feel like, you know, they're going to buck you off at some point.
we did give her character a lot of shit whenever we reviewed that movie, but she did Slater an elephant. That's pretty badass. All right, yeah. Yeah, Slatering an elephant is pretty badass. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good so, point. So, you know, <laughs> pretty cool if you ask me. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> and I think he has to ride the horse because he gets his driver's license taken away for, you know, yeah, sitting because in the, of the fucking seat backwards. A huge amount of car accidents he'd be getting in. <laughs> His headrest is in the fucking way. (laughs) (laughs) Going in reverse everywhere he goes. (laughs) (laughs) One thing leads to another. Next thing you know, you're slatering a horse, I guess. (laughs) 